Let you, you'll never take. Let you, you'll be. 
There we go. That was Carmen's request. Hello, everyone. This is Rochelle, Mistress Money, coming to you from the Queens of Crypto with my co-host, Carmen. What's good? What's happening? Girl, this is like lunchtime for you, and everybody's lucky that I'm just awake. Like, you, you throw it out there, right? <laughs> oh, we started it off that way, huh? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, we we always, we got to tell them how it is, because it's DeFi, baby. That's how we work. I'm in pajamas, yo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out you there know, we real quick. Real. We keep it real. <laughs> we do. And you know what? Today, we have such a great agenda. We got three projects that we're going to talk to, but guess what? We have we have a king in the house, so we, we brought a king into the queen's den uh, we have a guest co-host, my buddy, my friend, Nelson. Good morning. Good afternoon from uh, Mistress Place. <laughs> Good morning, guys, and uh, I'm glad you were awake, Carmen. <laughs> Thanks for having me, and uh, sorry I'm not a woman. <laughs> I should be like an honorary East Coaster because a lot of my projects that I partner with and all my close friends are East Coast time. But you guys let me go while you go while you go to sleep, and I get to to DJ out by myself. Yes, and send me crazy texts in the middle of the night. That's true. Well, you send them to me early in the morning, so there's that. There we go. It's a balance. It's a balance. <laughs> Welcome, Nelson. Super excited to to have you with us, and um, you know, just vibe out and create a great space, good energy, um, and build together. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Now, let me tell you a little bit about Nelson. So Nelson and I, you know, you, we, we bump into the same people in this space, but I specifically uh, found a path to uh, ladder climb my way into knowing who Nelson was because he's really renowned in this space for running great operations, great projects. Um, you know, he's he's kind of dabbled into everything, which is, I think, a good strategy when you're getting into Web3 and the blockchain. But you've been around the block for a while. You are the current CMO of Clearwater Project, as well as the founder and CEO of Three Blind Mice Labs. That is correct. And uh, it's strange to hear someone say the full name like that. But yes, 3BM Labs is uh, is uh, my marketing company and we handle uh, crypto and NFT marketing as well as uh, we're just now branching out to also um, non-crypto related, any cloud-based or online businesses as well. So. <clears throat> I always try to take an opportunity when I don't have to say a ticker. There's too many acronyms in this space, right? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, have you heard of BTC? And you're like, Bitcoin? No, it's a butt token, you know, comp community. You know, and you're like, what? <laughs> We're not talking the same thing. Um, so I do like the 3BM labs, and I, and I do say that often. But I like the full name, man. It's, it's pretty cool. When I didn't know what it was before, gosh, it must have been like two weeks. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. I'm like, I should have asked. <laughs> well it started out that way it was kind of uh kind of a funny thing but then i was like i really like the 3bm portion so i'm just gonna stick with that for like the llc and all that so <laughs> yeah i like it but this is usually how we roll so it's a two-hour space with us today every thursday at this time for the first half we bring in a guest host that kind of you know we talk about anything and everything blockchain uh so it's a real casual conversation and then we have three project founders that we have invited to the space to get to know them and their projects and you know this is about getting to know people in this space you know this isn't quite the shill zone that you're usually used to in twitter spaces so it does, the vibe might feel a little different but that's that's cool with us right mistress absolutely that's the whole intention right uh, a big part of understanding this space is also understanding the passion behind it for for many of us 
Um, where else can you go with zero dollars in your pocket? Um, because you've poured it all into this idea you have where your friends and family are like, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> right? Literally, what's wrong with you? Um, crypto is a scam. And you're going, no, 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 honey. Trust me. Don't divorce me just yet. Yes, I know I took our children's savings account. And yes, I know I took our kids' college fund. And I poured it into this idea. But trust me. Trust me. The community is going to love it. I'm going to do something really fantastic with it. Um, yeah. It's when you're standing on the ledge and you're willing to to put that time that energy that faith in those are the kind of projects we want to talk about those are the kind of founders that we want to speak to so it's not a five-minute show we want to hear your passion and your drive you want to hear about the value that you're bringing to the space and we want to help you change and impact people's lives a little bit at a time I am trying to get Danny up on stage here and approve that maybe you can try mistress I also see quick crypto swarm is trying to get approved. I don't know. Maybe maybe TikTok is rugged. Oh, see, I, I slipped. Here I am on Twitter Spaces, and I'm saying I'm on TikTok. It's my dream, guys. I have a TikTok uh, addiction. It's it's well known and public information. It's documented and recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And notice that 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 Queen Bee song is definitely viral right now on uh, TikTok. So uh, it's probably where the Freudian slip came from. <laughs> But yeah, let me tell you something. That's what you went with today. That's the song you went with today. You see, again, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I am a music addict. Um, it just feels my soul. It It is my vibe. Um, I, I, I was into a little bit of country last night. I'm not going to lie. I, I went to bed with a little country last night. Say right? What? You know, sued me to sleep. And I woke up this morning and I had to play my favorite, which, you know, is that Sheen and, and Shivers. That's my jam. I'm sorry. I get wait, wait, wait. What, what country song? I need I need to I'm figure this telling. out. I can't. I'm not telling. I'm not telling because it's too much controversy because over it. But I there, love it. I'm there's sorry. a wide range, girl. Okay. You got to DM yeah. it to me. I'll <laughs> keep it, it a secret. You. It'll stay yeah. alpha. But like, I, because, you know, there's there's country like where it's like oh okay that that that's cool and then there's like why don't we get drunk and screw <laughs> like there's there's different countries and I need to know which ones my partner's going to bed to. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be a little bit more restrained and professional. Uh, but that was really funny. I listened to that baby. too. I listened to that too. I listened to a little Christian, a little Christian rap. I. I love it all. I absolutely love it all. But I wasn't feeling Beyonce this morning. Who's I your Christian? Wait, I have a question, Queen. Back. What is? Who's your Christian rapper? He's who actually a young man on TikTok, and I, I would have never, because usually, I'm, <laughs> I'm so scared to tell you this, Nelson. Okay, so, so the, <laughs> the minute you start playing gospel, I'm out. I'm out, bro. Right? It just, it, 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 it breaks my nerve. But the new I don't know Kanye's person. Kanye's gospel. I mean, that was pretty damn good. <laughs> no, I, I don't like Kanye on the whole, right? Yeah, I know, I know. People hate me for it. Whatever. I I am not a Kanye fan. Never have been, right? There's one or two songs of his that I like, but I'm not a fan. I've never bought his music, right? Same. But this there was this young man, and and this is the thing. You see, I'm I'm a private worshiper, if, if that makes sense, because I don't, you know, if people ask me to put a public label on it. I'd say I'm an atheist, but I grew up Catholic, and my 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 mom was very very um, religious, right? But but I grew up in a home where the basic principle was treat others as the way you'd like to be treated, and she gave me that 
religious freedom to explore. And, and I've explored. And, and I've just decided, hey, you want to put a label on me? Call me an atheist. But the truth is I acknowledge that there's something greater than myself. Um, and I encourage my children to do the same. My daughter is very into to Christian faith, and, and I don't object to that, and I don't downgrade or anything like that. Whatever you, you're free to believe in is absolutely okay with me. But for me personally, um, I feel that, yo, he can only help you so far, right? Like, you know, I, I have never been the person that, that can simply say, okay, I, I can let it go and give that control over because that's very part of, of who I am as a neurodivergent. Giving up control is difficult for me. But there have been moments, Nelson, that I can tell you that I, I have gone down on my knees and prayed to whatever deity that existed for situations that I just couldn't logically get that balance with, right? Um, and it's helped. It's helped. So I don't knock it. But I get gospel music just doesn't do it for me because it seems to be so so fake, seems to be so over the top. And when I listened to this young man on TikTok um, and the things that he was talking about, it just it resonated with me. So I started to follow a lot of other Christian type music, um, but it's all hip hop. Hmm. Okay. I was just curious because, um, you know, I'm a Andy Mino fan and also uh, NF. I don't know if you've listened to them, but yeah. Yeah, I never got into the big names. I, like I said, it just happened to come across my feed. And before I could swip, quickly swipe upward, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, I could get with this. I could vibe with this because I understood it. It, it resonated with me. Yeah. I like Andy Mino a lot. I saw him in concert when I was in Portland, Oregon, and it was, it was a lot of fun. The guy's a, a great showman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I definitely looking up though, um, but I'm not feeling Beyonce this morning. This is when I miss Yomi. Yeah, um, so that's where I told you to take that back. Take it back. <laughs> that's Queen B. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which reminds me of the TikTok I saw. Uh, the young lady walks into her mother's kitchen and said, "Oh my god, the queen is dead!" And the the grandma turned around and said, "Beyonce," and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we spend too much time on TikTok. Let's let's yeah, let's move on. That is true. Hey, uh, Danny, one, it, I know that you've requested. I'm trying to approve your request uh, to get to become a speaker, but it's not working on my end. Uh, Rochelle, I don't have a request. Nelson. I don't have a request. Yeah, I, he's I, showing up as yeah. request. Maybe leave the room and come on back and see if that works, buddy. <clears throat> I don't even see a Danny one. Yeah, I, I see know. it on my side. Damn Twitter. Oh wait, there it's he is. I see him in there now. Okay. I'll invite him to speak on my side. See if okay, that works. Cool. No man left behind, guys. <laughs> there we um, go. But, <laughs> let me tell you something. I felt more powerful the day that I got onto a team in Web three and and moved and crossed that that fence from a noob investor trying to you know not drown in this space and getting onto a team. And one of the most difficult things that you have to learn working in this space is what the hell type marketing works and doesn't work. And once you understand that there's a pay for play system that comes into the mix and the recipe of what challenges you have to overcome, then it's a whole different beast. And the, the fact that the momentum of this space just continues to change where you have to stay flexible and adaptable, it becomes like a need to know. And so this is one of those reasons I'm kind of going back to the point I was going to make about 
I specifically ladder climbed my way to Nelson um, because I wanted to understand what is the vibe of marketing. He has taught me so much in terms of how things really work in this space. But one of the conversations I want to have with you, Nelson, that we recently talked about was like, why don't I, you know, uh, you might find Carmen Crypto at conferences, on stages, on YouTube channels, on Instagram lives, Twitter spaces, but I don't consider myself an influencer. Um, and, and that's a little, that that's, gives me kind of a bad bad vibe when I hear that. Um, and Nelson, I think you kind of feel the same way too. What are some of your reasons why that rubs you the wrong way? Um, I'll get to that answer. I do see that Mr. Crypto Swarm has his hand up real quick, so I do want to give him the respect and um, make sure I'm answering oh, any questions. Good, Go ahead. Good morning. I just wanted you, one, um, one person that you might want to listen to if you're listening to folk music and kind of stuff like that is uh, Jack, uh, Jack White. Mm. He has some I'm Googling stuff. already, buddy. I'm Googling already. I, I love right getting now. new. Yeah, Jack, I absolutely what? love getting new artists to listen to. So thank you very much for sharing that. And I and I know you were very question, welcome. I know your question has a lot of relevance for Nelson, but maybe we need to go over our format a little bit. It's very different on how we do this. This is not a show space. And I will tell you, Nelson, that when I first came to your Twitter account, I want to ask you because um, I think being your own true authentic self um, in anything that you do is extremely important, especially in this space where. Um, it's really hard to get to know the person behind the profile picture. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get to know the founders behind the projects. And I noticed that the first thing uh, on your bio, um, you led with your faith. And I just really kind of just want to take a minute and ask, why was that important for you to put out in such a public way? Uh, because God is, uh, he's done a lot of crazy things in my life, but he's the number one focus in my life. So why not put it out there in my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere I'm at, let everybody know that first and foremost, I'm a Christian person and most definitely I'm not an influencer. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, because I am, I am learning, um, and I'm 50 and I'm, and I'm okay with learning new things every single day. Right. Um, and the most important thing for me to continue to learn is to get to know people, um, you know, labels are, are heavy, heavy burdens to bear. Um, and so there are people that will look at that and go, oh, they already predetermined what your mindset would be. And to know that you, you, you lead with your fate, um, what it tells me is that here's a person that maybe I can trust to be transparent and honest with me because mm -hmm. you led with your fate. So thank you very much for doing that. I applaud you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But... Um, and to answer Carmen's question, uh, the reason that I feel the way I do about influencers um, is because the, the term influencer is strictly deter is defined as someone who actually influences someone to do something. You know what I mean? Um, and most of the time, well, by industry standards these days, influencers are all paid to do what they're supposed to do. And when someone is paid to influence someone to do something, buy something, you know, think something anyway, in shape or form, it is not authentic. So I personally don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, I understand that people have to get paid for doing their job. My wife's family is full of influencers that have millions of followers. 
Um, they get paid to talk about hair products, beauty products, makeup, all kinds of things, and um, which is fine, but most of them don't even use the things that they talk about. So I'm not going to give their names or anything like that because I don't want to <laughs> expose them. But um, it's just, it, it bothers me a lot to see yeah, the inauthentic I don't think that's a word, but <laughs> the uh, the large, vast amount of inauthenticity that is within their content, um, because it's just it, it just bothers me. So I don't even like to take money to get paid to market things that I don't believe in or don't don't like. Uh, I turn down companies and projects uh, almost on a daily basis because you know I'll take a look at what they're doing and. There's a thousand other rug pulls that are just like them, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? I, I also think that uh, marketing the right projects is very important because there's just, there's so many people in the space that are um, preyed upon, um, you know, with their investments and things like that, just with the, the hope of making a dollar, you know? And so when I see someone, you know, trying to take advantage of others it just bothers the hell out of me and i think influencers are sadly one of the worst worst offenders of that so i will never be labeled as an influencer and um, i'm not saying that the people that are influencers are terrible people um i'm saying that most of the time they don't really understand what they're doing i i i absolutely love that um i think um leading with integrity and the things that you do from business dealings to personal relationships are, are very very important um and i feel you on turning down people <laughs> i feel you on that i work hey. full time in crypto and and at the end of the day how i make that dollar and why i make that dollar to feed my family is important to me i believe in good karma i believe in doing good i believe in being socially responsible um and you absolutely can do that through profit um, and this is how we change the world. And this is how we impact those um, that are important, right? Um, yeah. The power yeah, of an... no is very powerful. And it's, yeah. it's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you say no but to someone me. and they, they really want you want you back. <laughs> you know? so it's yeah. pretty funny. It, it, it is. It is because I, I actually um, saw a study a couple of years ago that talked about um, the closed door, right? And, and it was where you're raising children um, – and you leave a door open and they, they're, they're not fascinated by the open door. They, they don't care. The door is open. Mm. Close the door and they gravitate towards it all the time. And that's what no is. Yeah. Right? Um, sometimes people get obsessed just with the fact that you said no. They consider that closed door. Well, I want to know what's behind that door. Right? Um, I, I need to know what's behind that door. Um, but I'm also an advocate that says not all knowledge is for you. Um, there's some things that you absolutely need to stay in your lane with because it's important to your mental health and well-being. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life with a lot of things um, in business and personal relationships. It's understanding that I want to be able to sleep at night. Um, and there's there's an opportunity for so much good in Web3, but there's also a lot of opportunity for those that want to do harm. Um, and coming from an... Um, uh, a standpoint of integrity and saying, hey, yeah, I absolutely can take this money and I can market this product. But if it's not something that I myself believe in, that I myself think that can have an impact and is something for good, then I want no part of it. So I applaud you on that. Exactly. And I mean, um, what you're saying about the the parenting portion, I mean, that that perfect that's perfect honestly it's a great example because i mean me personally i i i can be a true testament to that my parents gave me a total open door when i was in high school they said basically i can do whatever i want 
You know what I mean? And I made some terrible choices and things that I was looking back on now. I wish they would have said no. You know, I wish they would have been like, no, no, hell no, you're not going to that party or you're not staying the night there. You're not hanging out with those people or that girl or whatever. You know, like life would have ended up a total, total different, you know, where I probably would have ended up in the same spot that I'm in now, but probably a lot sooner than I did. (laughs) Yeah, well said. Well said. Um, It's such an intriguing time to be alive right now. Um, you know, just with, and, and I'm fortunate and I'm going to say fortunate Nelson because my, my youngest is 20. Um, mm. so, you know, at the age of 18, I legally could kick them out the house. I'm going to just tell you, this is it. I am living the dream as every parent will tell you is when you cross that bar legally by law, I could say, get out my house. Right. <laughs> and not feel a qualm of guilt. If you're not there yet, brother, when you get there, give me a call. We'll celebrate together. Right. Um, but, I'm not you know, there yet. <laughs> not there yet. I feel you. When, when they hit 12, between that age of 12 and I want to say maybe 17, 18, um, you really, that's when you lose your hair. You look, you look 20 years older. Um, it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. Oh. If they're under 12, they're your bestie. Um, you're absolutely enthralled with being a parent um, and all the beautiful emotions it evoked. But it's 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 a struggle after that, man. And I tell you, once you hit 18 and 19, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, right. I have five children, so I was about it. to I was about to call you out, Nelson, yeah. and be like, "Y'all, y'all need to know he has a kid farm. Yeah, he has a kid farm. <laughs> we have five children. We've been married for uh, over fifteen years now, and uh, my oldest is fourteen, and my youngest is two. One boy, he's right in the middle. He's five. I love so. it. Love it. I love it. Can I tell you, Mistress, that I think you identified why I feel uncomfortable in long elevator rides. I just can't wait for that door to be open. Like, I can't. Yeah. What? (laughs) Like, okay. Like, when I went to New York and I went to, what's the, the the tall building? I went to the Empire State Building. Like, that that elevator ride is big. And now I'm just thinking, like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I don't know how to act in an elevator sometimes, especially if it's a long ride. I just... I often I'm that I'm that person that will get off on the wrong floor. Let's just say, okay, I can't wait to get out. <laughs> I do it all the time, that, I, even though the numbers are on the inside. That, but that's what it that's what it is, right? Um, and I love that you use use that as as kind of a metaphor for our conversation. That long elevator ride, because sometimes we become impatient, um, and you kind of have that precursor in the back of your mind telling you that's the wrong floor, that's the wrong floor, but you're in a rush. And all these emotions are pressing in and you just want to jump off. Um, And that's a big part of what's going on in Web3, I think, today. Um, Because people are not willing to allow the ride to get to the destination point. Um, It's that immediate gratification and and that mindset of thinking of immediate returns. Um, They keep thinking that this space is a sprint, but it's not. It's a marathon. We have actually, um, honestly, are still lining up to get at the start of the race. We haven't really started yet. And so when you when you understand how um, influencers are pushing these products that they themselves don't believe in, that they themselves are just buying and dumping or getting gifted and then dumping, 
Um, everybody's entry point is someone's exit point. Um, and because we want to have this level playing field and open access for all and the opportunity for us to build the wealth that we want to really create that financial freedom, that kind of investment strategy, that kind of pushing that brand or that product is very harmful in a very meaningful way for those that are making the sacrifices to buy in, in the hopes of that they can better their lives and their, the people that are around them and they care and, and <clears throat> I'm sorry, that they care about. <clears throat> um, and love, right? So to hear from a marketing standpoint that there are people in this space that says, hey, hold up a minute. Um, you got to pass the smell test with me because if I'm not buying, if I'm not interested, if I'm not intrigued, I'm not pushing your brand. 100%. Oh, that's exactly what we're, we're trying to do is uh, be able to provide services to people that are not, that are, that are trying to support the space and not try to work against it, you know? Um, because that's just an everyday battle for us. You know, we consistently have to worry about what type of content we're putting out because is this person that we're helping to do the marketing for, are they, you know, are they going to support the space? Are they going to hurt the space? Are they going to take the money and run? Because that seems to be the most common thing in the world now um, is people just taking the money and running. And, you know, I have people that hit me up, you know, that I've known forever on a daily basis saying, Hey, can you teach me crypto? And I'm like, I'm reluctant to say yes, because of the fact that I don't want them to fall victim to scams. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's just, I would love to be able to say yes to every single one of them and feel that, <clears throat> that sense of uh, uh, the ability to, I don't know, feel comfortable in sharing this, you know what I mean? Because I truly believe that this is the right thing to do. You know, I, I truly believe in Web3. I truly really believe in crypto and the decentralization. But it, I'm, I'm still reluctant to share it with the people that I know for a fact are more susceptible to, you know, that type of information. You know, the shiny it, thing, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, the shiny thing. <laughs> and, and most people that hit me up, they hit me up because they think it's a get rich quick type of thing. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not what it is, guys. <laughs> it's definitely a build. It's a grind. Um, and I love how you talk as passionately as I do about Web3 and what it can do. Um, there's so much empowerment here. But there's also that social responsibility of making sure what you're sharing. And, and, and we cannot guarantee anything, right? I think that's the hardest part. When you turn to a friend or a family member and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to put some money into this project. Um, I like what they're building, but you know it's still a risk. Um, I treat it like gambling whenever I say, hey, um, you know, here's something I like. I always pitch it from a personal point of view with the understanding that, that you know, this is money that I can afford to lose. Because, again, it's, it's, it's a risk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, as best as you can, you want to stack the blocks in your favor. But let's let's be clear here. The house always wins, right? Um, and so we're at a stage now where there are great projects that are building, but understand it is building. So it, you're not going to see that immediate money. Like literally you spend a dollar and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're $10,000 rich. It honestly does not work that way. It takes time to build, especially when you're talking about um, really great projects. Um, that want to provide value to their holders. It takes time for them to build out that concept. Um, and a big part of that is marketing, right? Yeah. Because again, someone's entry point is someone's exit point. And if you're working with a marketing company that understands um, and truly believes in your product, it becomes a different conversation on how you proceed forward and continue to show that value versus a marketing company that just waving that shiny object, right? With no substance, no value. 
Exactly. No, it's it really depends because I I look at it as a, as a two two sided you know part of the puzzle as where if I'm going to part partner with someone and I'm going to help them do the marketing on their project, then I want to make sure that it's something that I feel comfortable with marketing because that also represents me as well, you know, in my company, because if I, if I go and market one of these companies and they decide to just rug pull and run away with the money, then everybody comes to me and says, Hey, you marketed them. Well, what happened? You know, they're, they're coming to me for answers and I'm, I'm fully doxxed. I'm a light. Well, I have a licensed company. We're licensed down in Florida, you know, we're bonded and everything. And so, you know, and we have contracts and we do everything right. We provide invoices for the services that we offer and, you know, it's, it's a fully legit thing. It's not one of those DGENs where you message someone on that you'd never know or don't know who they are on Telegram and you pay them with, you know, BNB. I mean, yeah, we do take crypto for payment. We'd be stupid not to, but you know, we still, do things legitimately, you know, we pay our taxes, you know, <laughs> sadly, I hate that part, but I, I want to make sure that we're not going to get into a point where we can end up in the courtroom for something that we helped market. You know what I mean? We don't want to end up like, like the Pauls, you know what I mean? Get marketing something that we shouldn't have marketed or not disclosing that it was a paid advertisement type of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Because obviously anybody that goes through 3BM is paying to advertise because we're a marketing company, you know, that's just how it works. But, you know, early on and well, I wouldn't say early on, but in my earlier days, I should say, <laughs> uh, it seems like forever ago, but actually it was only like a little over a year ago, I was uh, working with the Tiger King team. And at the time, I just had invested in their project. And Tiger King coin was, you know, doing very, very well this time last year. You know, it was, um, what was it up to? It was, I think around this time, it was uh, in the 100 million range. And when I first invested into it, it was right around a million. So I put $4,000 in and, you know, it was already over like $150,000 you know, in value. And I never cashed out. You know, I, I rode the wave all the way back down to $5,000. I made a thousand dollars profit on it. I should have made profit, but I didn't. But I, the reason I didn't is because I felt wrong. Like I, I couldn't cash out because I was the one on YouTube. I was the one marketing their project. Even though I wasn't even paid by them, I was just excited about the amount of gains that I had and other people were making those gains. But I also saw a lot of people lose just like I did because I had told people that I was not selling, which I wasn't. And they followed me. They stayed with me as well. And they were, they were so mad at me after the fact I lost so many followers and got so much hate mail and comments. Like I lost this much money because of you. I'm like, look, man, like I told everybody on every single one of the videos I ever did on that project. This is not financial advice. This is just what I'm doing right now. Do not take what I'm saying, you know, as advice, do whatever you want to do. You know, I, I just felt wrong about taking that money out of those people's pockets because I looked at it as a whole. I'm like, okay, if I take money and I cash out, that's because I'm taking money out of the people's pockets that are also following me and investing because of me, you know, facts, facts. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I, think, I think a lot of us have that work in this space, right? Like I've yeah. written, I've written wallets that I have put thousands of dollars into to zero, even though yeah. I knew I had an opportunity to sell, e you know, even prior to a rug pull, like once I was like, Oh no, this person's going sideways. But because the blockchain is immutable, like that's your reputation right there. And then even as a leader, you understand like, look, I'm not going to pay anybody in my tokens. Why? Because I don't want that red candle. What do you think they're doing? They're trying to feed their family. They're trying to earn income. Why would I give them tokens that I know are going to be sold? 
Um, but this is the time where we kind of need to understand to mistress's point that we are early and therefore as much as we want to get into the work and focus in on what's going to accomplish getting exposure for your passion project for what you love what you're doing on the daily you know there there's some dichotomies occurring right because you want a lot of projects really have the burden of educating and being full of integrity and being transparent and as they work in that if you're in a community like, you know, uh, Telegram or Discord, you're going to find all these marketers and shillers that you don't know from Joe, right? Come in and they they kind of pull the curtain back and you get and, and investors and community members get to see, oh, my gosh, this person can get us number one trending on Dex tools. Why are we not paying for this? And then they become do it, do it, do it, do it. And you're as a leader, you're like, wow, man, that's not the right thing. Or they bring you, you know, influencers from YouTube that, you know, are affordable or whatever the case may be, but they're just going to scroll through your website. They don't know who you are. They don't care. They're not going to be in the chats. They're not going to do anything. They just get paid to go and scroll through next, next, next. It's not I, okay. I will tell you that um, for me, and I've, I've said this, and um, I had launched a token, um, $3,000 is what we launched it with drove it to a $300,000 market cap several times. Um, one of the biggest holders came into a voice chat that I had. And he goes, I got a buddy that could get us trending. I said, great for you and your buddy. I'm not doing it. And he says, well, I'm one of your biggest holders. Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, I appreciate that. If you believe in the project, you understand that there's a strategy in place. And that's the strategy that we're going to stick to. Well, why are you not marketing? Um, I am marketing. I'm, I'm marketing where it is of value and here's the here's the key to success and not financial advice but i want want to make this really really clear because it's important you want to support a project this is how you support a project in crypto you sell at the all-time high pull your profit leave a bag and then buy the dip this is the strategy to successful management of a portfolio but also showcasing and supporting the projects that you like because the biggest key that you have to understand um, is separating the emotion from the financial investment i have tons of nfts that i've bought because i like the art i don't care what the floor is it's of no value to me i bought it because it gave me some value that value makes me happy when i look at it and there are projects that i buy with the understanding that I'm going to come back five years later and see where you guys are at because I bought in to the idea of what it could be. And then there's some projects that I buy in where I'm actively watching the chart or I'm actively watching the floor because I expect a quick entry and a quick exit. But the key component to this has got to be developing the right investor mindset because that adage of holding, right, you're a diamond hand, let's be quite frank on this, is bullshit because the guy that's telling you to hold is the guy that's offloading his bag. Yep. Entry point and exit point. Those things are very, very important. And so <clears throat> if we move away from setting that standard, Nelson, that's saying, hey, whether you are an advocate or vocal about a project that you like and saying, I'm going to hold forever, you holding does no value to me. Right. Especially if I have taxes in place, that's going to help pay the team. That's going to help fuel um, 
the project developmental wallet, it's important for those transactions to go back and forth. It's important for somebody to buy. It's important for somebody to sell. And so we've got to help educate the people that were around that are coming in. And I am an advocate for profit. And this is why. Profit is not a bad thing. When did profit become a bad thing? It's why we're here. We're here to make money. So if my investor comes in and they buy in and there's an opportunity for them to pull out their initial investment, right, um, maybe get a little profit, still hold the bag, and because they like it, they DCA their way, dollar cost average, right, and continue to support the project. Well, we both win. We both win, mm-hmm. right, um, because they pulled out what they've invested, right, so there's no loss there. Um, if they're lucky, they get a low profit. So, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking good, right? They still have a bag in. If they choose to dollar cost average in, then they're just doubling down. It's that understanding that I think needs to be a little bit more transparent amongst projects. That idea you buy and you just hold. Dude, I'm here to make money. What, what am I holding for? No, that's the exact reason why I don't tell everybody what I invest into because I know that I'm going to have to sell. I mean, if there's a yeah. project that I'm going to invest into and I know that it's going to have a ton of volume into it, then I'm like, all right, it's going to be semi-safe for me to share it with people that I that I trust and people that I know will respect it Then and, and not blame me for taking my profits when I do. Then, yeah, I will share it then. But if it's something where I'm like, you know, it's not going to be a huge project, there's not going to be a ton of buyers, you know, if I invest into this, then I'm going to have to take profits. And if I do, I'm taking money out of their pocket, then I'm not going to share it. You know, I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. And that's the that's the social responsibility. Yeah. That I'm talking about. Right. Um, It's what you're willing to push. And at what price tag? And that price tag is not necessarily money. That price tag could always uh, can also be your integrity. Yep. I've literally had people get mad at me and yell at me for not telling them when I bought or when I sold something. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to take your money. I don't care if you're going to get mad at me or not. <laughs> yeah, you don't want my late night DMs when I'm DJing. Um, I I don't care. I I will say it right here. Damn, it's recorded, so you guys could come back and play it later. Um, I think I DM. Carmen, like 2 a.m. in the morning on Crack Cat. Shut up. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) First of all, first of all, I invested point one BNB and pulled like two to three beans off of that project. I'm telling you. You guys say I I made my money. I DJ happily. I can't wait to hurt. I can't wait to. You are so, you, you are definitely way more degenerate than I am. In fact, I cannot wait for Bet Your Beans to come to fruition so I can play some bets yes, on these spaces on whether or not you open your wallet. Because the moment that we get into, like, let me tell you, I love those cows. They just make me happy. So, you know, I might be the one opening my wallet this time. Yes, yes, let's talk about Pony Cow. <laughs> See, here's the thing, Nelson, and I'm so glad I have you as an intermediary between me and Carbon, right? Because here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I And I say it, but people don't seem to hear it, Nelson, to be honest. I say it all the time. I buy it because I like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Pocket Cows is, is, is one of our featured speakers today, and I'll tell you why. Um, I had an opportunity to speak, sit down, have a great conversation with this gentleman, actually take my time, and I don't do this often, Nelson, took my time, read over the information, asked as many questions. I mean, it was weeks back and forth weeks back and forth trying to understand the project because it's a little bit complicated um, and where they're going. And again, this is not financial advice. This is me saying, I think this is a project I can buy. I'm going to hold the DCA my way in. 
I need to be at five pocket cows to pull pull value for me, to pull profit for me. Because when you when you take a look at it as a whole, right? For me, I'm looking at an investor standpoint, and I'm saying as a whole, I think I need to be at five. This is where it makes sense. So one, I can buy just to support you. Um, if I want to invest and make profit, for me, um, my understanding is I need to be at five, right? Um, but here's the fun of it. I bought it one because I like it, right? Um, I understand that one purchase has to do with me just liking it. Whether I make money off of it or not is irrelevant because I'm not selling it. I bought it because I like it. That becomes a different conversation when I own three or four, right? Now, here's the other part of it. Dude, this community, <laughs> Nelson, I, I, I firmly believe you're watching an early Sheeb or Doge in the making, right? Just based on the community. So you go into the, and I don't have time to be in a lot of discords. I don't have time to be in a lot of uh, telegrams. Um, and you go into the community and it's like family. That makes a difference for me as an investor. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes um, you get so busy and caught up and you, you hear the hype on something and you want to jump in, but you kind of want to hear what others are thinking as well. And I will tell you, as, as a female, sometimes that gets very difficult when you get into certain settings. Um, you get very derogatory comments coming at you. Um, you, you, you get kind of put down. You don't know that. Well, you, you know, it's that attitude that, that I can't deal with. I don't like it. I feel we have an obligation to be onboarding and helping people learning this space, right? So I pop into this community and it was like, what a move fam, I'm home, I'm home. Because I felt very much like I was a part of family, right? So it becomes yeah. a different conversation when you're talking with friends and say, hey, you know, there are two ways you can look at this. You can buy to support it because you like the idea, you, you like the cow, um, it's fun. You know, their catchphrase is really cool. What a move fam, what a move, I love it, right? Or if you're looking to invest, go have a conversation. The founder on that project is very open to talking to anyone. And that's what I'm talking about as a key part. When you're building up a brand, when you're building up a community, um, and especially if you, you partner with a great marketing company such as yours that, that share that same philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, very, it's very important information. <laughs> I love it. I know that we're rounding up to our 45 minute mark, Mistress. And, um, you know, as we wrap things up, I'm just going to close this portion out before we reset the room. Nelson, is that your kit form? Because I love it. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, I myself. love it. I want, I, want, <laughs> I want to go back to the days where I could just scream out and like live that life. <laughs> I might do it. I might just do that today. Um, but I'm going to tell people, you know, the conversation that we're having is really important. And, and it's just the tip of the iceberg, right, of what to think about. I encourage everyone, zoom out. Zoom out because where you're putting your money, whether you're a project leader and you're deciding which marketers you're going to partner with and collaborate with to gain exposure for your project, or you are a community member and you're putting your hard-earned money into supporting a community and a project and a leadership team, that matters. And so you got to think about what don't I like in the marketing sphere, in the legacy marketing industry, right? I mean, we already have behaviors in which when I love a TikTok star and I love their content, I want to follow them. I like and I engage and I become a part of their result. But sometimes they go, they go to the point where they monetize and gain their own income by marketing for others. And so you might see big fortune 500 companies 
Think about like makeup influencers, right? They're constantly getting fed all of this product in order to showcase it on their content. And that's, you know, like that's the that's the flow. That's the funnel where we put our money in this space right now matters. And so when we start putting money into people who don't care about what they're going to put on video or what they're going to put out into the sphere because they hold zero accountability and integrity behind the content, then that becomes a problem. So we got to think and zoom out and say, okay, what don't I like and what do I like and how can we enact change? Because this is a whole new system. And as we take our first steps forward and start this race, we can determine what's going to change. And then we do it through our pockets. So it's, it's something to be mindful of. Now, <clears throat> I just want to give a shout out. We saw Nessie in here. Is he still here? I like to always give shout outs there. I see she Shelly's, Shelly Sparkles is in the, in here. I see all these cows. Oh man, they, they like make my soul happy. But uh, mistress, I did send you a, a song. If you want to reset the room while we start to uh, go, go towards bringing on even more founders. Cause today, today's ladies day. Today yeah, is absolutely, absolutely. I, I definitely want to give a, a shout out to um, Grim Goals. I see they're listening. I don't know if that's the project themselves or just one of their community members. Strong community building there too. Really like those guys. Love the art. Um, you know, we're gonna get to the queen over at Escapeverse because I'm just yeah. super excited when there's a woman involved. You know that. You know <laughs> that. Um, you know. And Shelly Sparkles. I, listen. I love how quickly you threw up that dynasty.io on your profile. Let me just say that. I, I, you know I'm a fan of Danny. Um, and thank you for joining last night. And I, I just love your spirit. I'm just saying that. I'm going to put that out there. Um, you know, I love your spirit. Now, Miss, Miss Moonshine may not date your snotty-nosed cow, right? Because she's a bit bougie. But um, <laughs> my cow is looking for a date, guys, in case in case you're interested. But she's a bit bougie. I'm just saying. Miss Moonshine is a bit bougie. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you retweet the room. Um, and I think we even have um, Crazy Meta Free Mint. Um, there's some alpha on that Free Mint, guys. Yeah, I uh, put that up on the Jumbotron, mistress. You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, while we're resetting the room, if you want to get your free 2D Crazy Ape. So it's a limited edition um, 2D Crazy Ape NFT. Okay. The rarer the NFT that you mint right now, the higher the rewards you receive in the banana jackpot. And that's a jackpot that gets pulled daily. Now you have to be a 2D holder in order to qualify to get your 3D. And that's where you get a real in-life product. So we have these little, what um, Eddie called them chippies. Like they're, they they look like Funko Pops, yeah, yeah. So and and they come in a mystery box, so it's mystery opening. And this is just the start of their huge roadmap, and we know the alpha of where they're going to. Um, but yes, it's a it's a board ape uh, yacht NFT that's that you can hold. It's a toy. A fucking yeah. Album. It's licensed. It's licensed, and the key to. Um, so how am I going to phrase this? Okay. Let me just say that spending the 18 cents on Polygon um, at the chance to get a silver or gold um, border um, is key to your success if you mint the 3D version. Yeah, there we go. 
Yeah, I think yep. I, I was safe in saying it that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you move your 2D, you're going to want to take a look at the color of the frame that you get in there, right? And if you want to get into your 3D one, the limited 3D NFT requires you to hold at least one of the 2D NFT in order to uh, enjoy some of these benefits and features. You can win huge prizes from the daily lottery by holding the premium NFT. You also get a chance at getting huge cash prices each, each time that you mint that NFT. And there's a physical collect collectible that's in a mystery box that's sent to you with postal uh, shipping already included. And it's cr tradable across chains. So right now, you can mint it on BSC and you can mint it on Polygon, which means one wallet is qualified to do six total, three on each one of those chains. And 7% of the purchase price for all the people who purchase it go into that banana jackpot. So yeah, big things coming with that project. I am, I am super, super excited. Um, and this is where we talk about, right, Nelson? Um, this is not, oh, paid advertisement. This is, yeah, sis is going to be holding a little bag of this. Um, not financial advice. Um, but we this in the is back an room. investment. Yeah, this, this is an investment from my standpoint, my personal standpoint. Let me say that again. My personal standpoint, um, just because of the parent company, Crazy Meta, and what they're pushing and what they're bringing and that branding to this space is freaking amazing. So... A um, little bit of alpha there, but again, just from my personal standpoint, um, you know, and I buy what I like, man. That's what it comes down to. Buy what you like. <laughs> just buy what you like. Make yourself happy at some point. But we'll reset the room if you can share. Um, it costs us nothing to share. Tell somebody, come in and have a great conversation. Learn something new. And we love when newbies come in and say, hey, what's an NFT? Hey, what's cryptocurrency? We're happy to answer those questions as well. You can always post it in the chat bubble, bottom right. You can DM us on our Telegram account. Um, we'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Um, it's all about um, making sure that we help you learn this space so that you can achieve the success that you want to achieve. And that knowledge is always free from us, right? Oh, exactly. Sorry, I was muted there and I was agreeing with you. So I repeated myself. Um, and I, I agree with you, like when sharing ones that are like, you know, your personal investment, ones that you really believe in. I mean, Clearwater, for example, I'm their chief marketing officer. And, um, you know, originally, I'll admit it, like when they first pitched the project to me, like, you know, months and months ago, um, I turned them down. I, I, I said, I'm sorry. I, I just don't think it's a great idea. <laughs> you know but uh, over time they they evolved and some of the things that they wanted to do and they uh were open to you know some suggestions and and now in my personal opinion i think that that's a great hold and you know i've invested my own personal money into it um and i'm just excited about it i think it's going to be a huge project so i was looking at that <laughs> as well because one of the most annoying things i have um you know what what what's the two thousand generation? Millennials? Yeah. That's yeah, what my kids like are. That, yeah. yeah, something like that, right? Um he, and here's the funny part, Nelson. Um uh, and, and I promise, Carmen, I'll keep it short. Um so my son is neurodivergent, <laughs> ADD, um, ODD, and is on the autism spectrum. Right? Same mm. water, Nelson. Same <laughs> water. Same water, buddy. I've got like the hundred and fifty dollar pitcher that you fill up with the charcoal thing that filter whatever with the water right i've mm. got that sitting in the fridge empty the empty bro. yeah <laughs> empty right they won't go fill it back up hello empty um and he will not drink anything 
for bottled water. When I go clean his room, and yes, sometimes I have to break down and go do it myself, even though he's very OCD and keeping things where they are, you will find a collection, like literally, um, is this, a, what is this, a collection piece of varying stages of where the water level is in the plastic bottle. And he will tell me, I can't drink that. That's been there for two days. <laughs> There's no more water, mom. And, and, and he really does have to have a lot of water every day. Um, I'm like, oh, oh okay, son. You, you know, the, the, the jar is downstairs. You could just go fill it up. Yeah, but that doesn't work for me, mom. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. First of all, I am taking out five bags of trash with nothing but the plastic bottles, which hurts my soul um, because we have this one tiny planet, right, Nelson? Just yep. one tiny planet. And I, I'm, and I, I always look around and feel just a little bit ashamed and guilty to see the neighbors are looking at me because I've got these tons, tons of plastic bottles, right? So when I first looked at your project, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's refillable. I need that. I need to send him his own subscription, right? That's where that story was going, Carmen. Send him his own subscription because it absolutely drives me nuts that I have to buy these cases and cases of water, and there's nothing I can do with the bottles. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I, honestly, my wife was super pissed when I started working with Clearwater because she goes, now you're paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, guys. I don't do bottled water unless I'm out. I like Disneyland or something like that. I'll definitely, you know, I, I order bottled water whenever I'm out. But at home, I have a four-story home. It's 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 like a Brookstone, so it's it's skinny but tall. And my, my kitchen's on the third floor. At home, you don't play that. Like I, I pick and choose my weight because I'm not I'm not no two trip bitch from floor one to floor three when I'm bringing home gross groceries. So like, you know, I, I I have a good filter in in my house, you know, like a Brita type style, and I'd be putting in like crystal light and stuff for flavor. I ain't trying to carry that much up. The biggest thing, you know, <laughs> it's got to be toilet paper weight, man. Oh my god! All right, that's a great way. That's a great segue into the song, Carmen. Oh my god, I'm right. <laughs> Gotta keep the pace, 
and them girls can twerk because the vibe is popping as well as the body. Keep it rocking, no stopping at the motel A with the park out front. Yeah, the flow is in that it's how the niggas will front. Cause I'm super cut the realistic lean around the doses. Setting rap ferocious, I'm coaching big. I'm bobblehead the public if you love it, you dub it. Blood, sweat, and tears, homie, I made of it. Finish the class, anything, nothing about it. Tell them like grandpa, you don't know nothing about it. man you can't go wrong have to get into that man that was fire i love that beat i love that beat better 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 than beyonce huh okay (laughs) better than beyonce nelson you're in charge of our outro music so when we close today you better have something queued up for me to listen to buddy so i'm sorry She's How pretty. do I do that? I'm not a very good in DJ. Oh god. Just 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 DM it to me. DM it to me on Twitter and I'll queue it up, man. I'm 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 really excited. I, uh, my new genre thing is getting into that Christian rap. So so let's close it with some really high vibe, high high energy. That's that's what I like. That's what okay. I like. You got Nelson go. with a pop quiz face of like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. gosh. Are we ready for Escape Verse? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this one. Okay. So remember, this is about when we bring somebody to stage, we want to know who they are. So l- let me do some shilling for uh, Escape First, right? So let's throw something up on the Jumbotron too, so everybody can find their socials, they can engage. Let's find a good one, Mistress. So the Escape First plans to be the premier puzzle destination in the metaverse. So they are the first NFT project to gamify IQ. So you can build your NFT IQ on-chain and get rewarded for it. 
So their utility-based NFT project features three main utilities, which is endless puzzle experiences, build a brain-balanced community, and increase rarity and build your reputation. So they have a fully docs team. It's mixed of professional game developers, artists, escape room owners. Oh, I love that. And NFT enthusiasts. The first chapter of their game, The Escapades, will be available to play two weeks after their mint. And the community members will be able to earn brain cells and burn them into the Gigabrain factory to change their NFT's IQ on chain. Now, Mistress Nelson, I don't know if you guys have done escape rooms. I have, and I have pride so i think i've only gone up to like a level eight i haven't gone up to a label level 10 if you don't know what i'm talking about then you need to get into the know and we're probably going to learn some some cool stuff today so i welcome. did one once i did one once and did I you went, win I, did you do it we we won our team won however i felt like i cheated because i went in with an accountant who's extremely analytical and he figured everything out within like minutes it was crazy okay whether or not you got out of the room doesn't matter to me i want to know if there was a juicy fight where like friendships were going to get broken because no. you start calling each other dumbasses real quick he figured everything out way too fast and it was the things that he didn't figure out i was like i finally figured out something you know i was like i was trying to beat him to it <laughs> it's a fun fun experience so i'm excited to see how they're bringing that experience to the blockchain and using the power of the blockchain to to create some value uh for their community so mistress take it away let's in, let's introduce our guest all right um so who do we have um coming up for escape for us you've got christine the hi christine <laughs> welcome queen hello, hello queen to the stage what's good hi. my sister I mean, I, I don't even have to introduce myself. You've just done <laughs> you know, way of that. I just, I don't even know. I do have to say, though, I've played 105 escape rooms, and I don't even know what that ranking system is. <laughs> All the ones that I go to out here in Las Vegas, they're like, what level do you want? Or like, we had to look online. I went with a 22-year friend. Like, we both were valedictorians in our high schools, and we got big pride. And our first escape room together, we were like, let's not go too hard. I don't want to fail. <laughs> Christine, I got to ask you, though, because I know you're a parent, right? Um, and when Nelson and I were talking about um, parenthood and, and your escape age, what's your escape age? <laughs> when you can legally, legally say get out and be okay with it. Because <laughs> I, I did come in at that point where you're like saying, you know, like with boundaries and the closed door and like setting like limitations stuff. And I'm just like remembering like my rebellious stage at 17. And I'm just like, mm. oh, God. How am I going to deal with that? Because my daughter's three and I'm seven months pregnant right now with a, a future son. So I'm like, do I close the door? Do I not close the door? What do I do? She doesn't even let me close the door when I use the bathroom. So yeah. um, I'd say <laughs> escape age is, oh, God, 18 makes sense because they're going to be like, and college. But um, yeah, they're not leaving, by the way. Yeah, I mean, no. you could say escape, um, but I still have one in my house. Yeah, it's yeah, no, no. It's when you can legally say to yourself, it's okay to take a trip and not call home 10,000 times a day and make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by escape, right? Because you never truly escape. 
as a parent. Um, and I know people are wondering, why are we having a conversation about parenthood when we're talking about <laughs> Web3? Bro, if you don't see that correlation, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> parenthood builds your, up your stamina for patience and understanding that when you are behind a project, um, it is a marathon and not a sprint. That's why you'll hear us talking about parenthood in this space, right? Um, that closed door, that open door. Um, which do you do? How much do you give out? How much transparency can you realistically give out and still keep yourself and your family safe? Because there's some crazy people out there, right? And it becomes a little bit more significant when it's a woman-led or a woman-on-the-team project. And so what's that been like for you, Christine, coming in um, with such a fire idea, building that out? Is your husband a crypto widow? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or is he on board building with you? He so um, well, I just have to say, first of all, about the escape thing, thinking about it, um, you know, being able to like leave your kids alone. Like I already know. So I met my husband when I was uh, fall semester of my senior year of college studying abroad. Um, I met him and I know what I did while I studied abroad. So obviously, uh, if my children ever want to study abroad in college, my husband and I are just going to, you know, live there for uh, four months <laughs> and just, just, just in case, just in case, you know, we'll be at the clubs with them. They won't like it, but anyways. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's fun. But no, my husband, he's, he's very supportive. Um, he actually, uh, is friends with the, my co-founder who is he's the silent co-founder and, um, my silent co-founder is another escape room owner, but he is, um, He's just not ready to dox himself, so I I dox. So I know it isn't fully doxed. I'll I'll get him around to it. We can we can talk about it. But basically, he's um, a competing escape room owner with me, but into the NFT space. And so we're both going from Web two into Web three in the escape verse. But my husband though is also very much the NFT guru, and has been helping me along because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then my co-founder Wiz. Um, explains things that are a little above my level. So my husband's the mediary there. And also he's very supportive because I have these spaces in the evenings at times. And so he has to wrangle the toddler away from me because she's very attached. So, but it is, it is fun. I do want to say though, being a female <clears throat> founder, and I also apologize, I'm, I'm losing my voice because when you bring your daughter to daycare, they're sick all the time. And then they give the sickness to the prego that I am. And so it's just fun. But anyways, um, it's been fun. I, I've been really lucky uh, as well with my team members because all of my team members are male. Um, I've got uh, Danny, who you've spoken to. He's my community manager. Man, he is my right-hand man, my right-hand degen. He is incredible. And Quan also representing with another puzzle head there. He is our game master. He's our first official moderator. And he's been around since the beginning. Uh, he put up with me in the spaces back before. Well, I'm still crazy in spaces. But, you know, they've just been incredible um, pillars of support. And so I love it. Uh, my artist and game developer. Um, they're uh, an official company um, based out of Florida. Um, they're a male team and they just, they also have kids too. So like on Zoom conversations as we're like getting in the nitty gritty of game development and stuff, like my daughter will like pop her head and Carlos, my, my main POC there, he's like, oh, hello. <laughs> so we're used to it. And that's another thing like with Web3 and, you know, families being so involved because it's such a different 
vibe in Web3, and it's so much more personable. People learn so much about you and yet learn nothing about other things. And so that's nice. Um, if I didn't advertise that I was a brick and mortar full-time escape room owner as well, like people would be like, what do you, what do you do all day except build this NFT project and have a toddler running around while complaining about being the size of a whale. But anyway, since, you know, it's, that's just life. Um, <clears throat> but it is, it is really rewarding. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm different than other female founders, um, that because I have a male dominated team, but I am I am the top. So I am I am the overlordess. Yes, I am the queen. Um, and everyone seems to be okay with it. I don't know, Danny. I hope you're okay with it. You don't have a choice. But um, I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that the the female only teams just take a different route about it and it's no disrespect it's just there's it's a different vibe and so I've got that and it's probably my military background that I'm just very comfortable being in a male centric space and just being like alpha female because I was a staff sergeant and not very scary until the scariness came so but yes so that's that's my long-winded approach of my hello everyone I'm here (laughs) No, that's that's what I love. That's what we're looking for. And I think you touched on so many key elements, um, breaking it down a little bit, kind of unpacking. Let's talk about it, um, how your how how your approach is, what it's like with your team, um, being transparent in this space, being a mother and not be. You, can you picture five, 10 years ago um, having a business meeting with your toddler running around in the background? Are you crazy? Um, even let's let's say even two years ago, three years ago. Are you crazy? And, and and this is irregardless of what your sex is, whether it's a man on a Zoom call with his toddler running around in the background or a woman on a Zoom call with her toddler running in the background. That was just unheard of. And I think uh, I love how you talk about how your team responds to it, because for me, um, I want to get to know you as an investor. I am buying into your idea. I think that's a, a key component that we kind of seem to have lost in the shuffle of Web3, I am buying in to your idea. I'm buying in on the ground floor to help you build what I believe is going to be a phenomenal project. And so I want to know you, right? If I want your shill text, I'll go in your Discord, I'll go in your Telegram, I'll go in your Twitter space, click on your link tree, whatever, and find the written content there. But that written content only talks to me about the project's vision does not talk to me about who the founders are, what their determination is. Um, 80% will buy into the team, 20% buys into the product. I am an advocate and I stand by those numbers. So I love that you came in and you said, yeah, this is who I am. This is my true authentic self. Um, I'm doxxed in this space. And sometimes it requires me being on a Zoom call with my business partners with my toddler running around in the background. But again, you know, this is who I am. I'm seven months pregnant as well, right? So forgive me if I need to just come off camera for a minute and barf. I get that. I totally get that. And I dig that vibe because if I can trust you to be your true authentic self, then I can trust you to lead. And if I trust you to lead, I can follow. Does that make sense? Because that's how I look at it as an investor. And that's how I want to help people look at it as well. 
That totally makes sense, Mistress. I mean, I think we ripped the Band-Aid off during the pandemic, right, when we were making fun and laughing at newscasters doing their 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 interviews from home and toddlers were breaking through the doors and, and it was a <laughs> funny experience, right? Yeah. Or, you know, watching people be business at the top and pajamas at the bottom. Um, but it feels more real. And so I love meeting people like her that are just going to be like, yeah, this is it. I mean, I'm sitting here in pajamas as we speak. And this is this. I think it opens us up to even more productivity. I lived a rat race life where I was going and I had to dress up in suits and full makeup and jewelry and accessories and go into a brick and mortar and spend my days there. And it felt like I was hiding my personal life. Right. You don't bring your work. You don't bring your, your home life into work here. It's a, it's synergetic. Like you just be you. And this is this is who I am. And so I love it when we bring founders up and just tell me your life. And at the same time, too, I've got to be like, yes, girl, Sergeant, because I like your vibe. <laughs> it's like, I'll boss up. Poor Danny. He's got to get bossed around. Suck it. Wear that crown, wear that crown, Christine. Absolutely. But she's a leader. Yep. And, and you know, leaders create that shadow and you don't pull your team across the finish line. You lead them, you know, across and, and you you good. Good leaders eat last. That's uh, one of Simon Sinek's uh, books that I absolutely love reading. It reminds you that you most leaders in this time and um, day and time really need to be servant leaders. It's like, how do I support the team that is going to help get us across the finish line and accomplish our goals and our mission? That's a leader's job is to take care of the team, take care of the community. You know, we're not coming from an authoritative standpoint, even though we, we do have to set the tone and direction for everybody. Don't you agree? 100%, 100%. Christine, are you, are you still with us? Are we, are we waiting for a moment for, for oh, the toddler? No. I'm okay. Here. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> I just like, I'm just loving it. I was thinking like, you know, talking about having to like put on suits and stuff. I'm like, man, the only reason I'm like ever fully clothed is because I have to take my toddler to daycare in the morning and I don't want them to know what like hot mess I am. Uh, Does your if... husband or a significant other appreciate that? Cause he I does. would. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's funny because we, we both work remote and we're both like hiding on other sides of the house right now just because he's he's doing so much. And, you know, with the pandemic, my escape room, um, we're finally, finally, dad, reaching post pandemic numbers. But, you know, for since this whole thing, we've just been on his income because I had to close my business for six months due to a government mandate. And I've just I take it safe. That's one thing my employees have been really, really happy about is that, like, especially as I'm hiring new people and I say, we still take COVID seriously. If you get sick, you're not coming in. I don't care that the CDC says now that you don't have to quarantine if you're positive because I got COVID. I was so pissed. I, I did the whole pandemic without it. And then I had a friend live with me over the summer and she went to the gym and she got it and I got it while pregnant. And you can't take anything to recover from that it just sucked but anyways so i know how much it sucks so i don't want that spreading through my business i was okay i'm okay by the way and i wore i lived in my mask and so my toddler and husband did not get it i was so happy but anyways um it's not comfortable to sleep in i can confirm that but uh he yeah so now that we send our toddler to daycare from nine till four um it's it's been nice i don't have to like run around with her and then him because she her favorite thing is to interrupt him during zoom meetings that's just you know it's just what you do when you're a toddler you burst into the room and yeah it was funny but now it's not uh, <laughs> so 
Yes, very appreciative. And then we go and we pick her up together, and it's like the best thing of the day. Every day is Christmas to her because she gets to see both mommy and daddy. Um, so, yes. No, my husband and I, we're a good team. He's a, a very loving father, but he's also very busy because my business has been slow to get to post-pandemic numbers. Plus, everyone quits, and it's hard to hire. But so, anyways, so that's like the one stressor I have, and then this is my passion uh, but luckily, my managers, um, because my business is almost five, it'll be five years this December, uh, they they know that I am pregnant and that I have the boss toddler. And uh, yes, yeah, she is the boss toddler. She graduated from boss baby. Um, and she's, she's the real boss of the house. But um, they're very supportive. And so they let me do my thing so that they basically run the business for me so that I can focus all my time here. But there's times where Danny's like, Hey, can we have a meeting? I'm like, I mean, you're going to see me inside an escape room fixing a prop right now, but yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. So it's fun. It's fun wearing multiple hats, um, having multiple businesses. Cause I mean, you, you can't, not everyone is lucky enough to be able to devote 100% of their time to building an NFT project, especially in this market. So I am very fortunate that my husband is able to financially support us. The escape room is making money again um, and fueling that passion because, I mean, I created an entire metaverse. I'm creating a puzzle metaverse based off my inspiration of my own escape room. Um, but it's it's been fun. It's been fun. And uh, I I have to sleep because I'm growing a child inside me and I should take care of myself. My husband will, like, up here, I'm in a meeting with Danny. He's seen it multiple times where, like, I'm there. I probably look angry. Um, I don't know. I have resting nice face, though, so he might not know. Um, but then all of a sudden, I, like, light up, and now there's, like, food right next to me that just magically appeared. Or, you know, the best one is when the caffeine comes. He knows. He knows when the caffeine has come because I'm a, a better human being. So it's, yeah, that's, it's fun. It's fun to have your family support and everyone around you to make this NFT project, a beautiful reality. I love oh, hearing I that. I never shut up, by the way. So I, I <laughs> <laughs> No, you're done. I, I love hearing that. I love hearing that you have that full support. I've got your your information in our Telegram channel, both in the lounge and um and the alpha chat as well that's pinned. So people can definitely go in and they can they have the option to ask questions there as well. We take our roles as host and getting to know people and their projects seriously. So it's an open in, uh, format where they can ask questions. We do our own due diligence and, and, and are properly versed to answer questions. We also put your link in there as well so people can click on it, join your Discord, get more information. Um, you know, again, it's building great communities together and sharing that and, and hoping that transparency becomes viral, right? Um, and transparency, meaning that if I let you know what I'm investing in and why I'm investing in, um, you know, it kind of it kind of stifles, right, the opportunity for people to come in and want to rug in this place. Not saying that we, we, you know, at some point that may not happen, but simply to say that um, when you shed light in dark places, it's really hard for the for the dark to to you know to to. What, what's the word I'm looking for, Carmen? Um, grow bigger, I guess, 
right? So the more that we share with each other, the more that we remain transparent and we promote that transparency with other projects and other things that we do in the space, the safer the space becomes and the easier for us to onboard new people. Um, so I absolutely love that you're sharing these things from a personal standpoint. Um, it gets us to, to understand um, the determination and the passion behind the team and the project. The fact that it's married to a real life brick and mortar uh, also says that this is a person that understands how to roll out a business, which is important. People think that you could just jump into space and, you know, boom, it's going to happen overnight. Um, so hearing that you have that that real world experience um, really adds value to people that are listening and might be interested. I know that I'm interested. I'm never going to play. Um, I don't like playing games. I love the movie, but I just love your puzzle pieces. I love the art. So, you know. That's all me. I'll, I'll play the brain yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem brother, to play it. <laughs> my brother is playing N64 like Mario Kart, and I'm like, I want to play Tetris, guys. Yeah. I love the art, by the way. I, you, I, I am that person under the Mistress Money profile that's been dodging your footsteps every time you put out something. I'm just saying. That's me. Yeah, I'm your stalker. Um, so <laughs> I do. I love the art. I think it's unique. It's bright. It's colorful. Um, you know, it's attractive to me. So, yeah, definitely a fan. Um, you're more than welcome to come back anytime and give us updates. Um, but I definitely want to follow along um, on your journey with you. Right. Um, it's such a pleasure talking to you, Christine. Thank you. And I, I just you. Say real, real fast, just because, I mean, yeah, I've been going on about my, my life, you know, with that. But yes, I because I am in a newer space and, you know, meeting you guys for for the first time in depth. And, you know, there's a few familiar faces in the audience. I see you, Crypto, Ju Crypto Jewels. I love you. Um, we're doing a collab that we're going to roll out in a little bit. But um, and of course, Danny and Quan. But I do want to say yes. So I am I am very serious about this. We have a. Um, it's either two or three year plan. It depends how long it takes, but we have so many plans. We're just not going to over promise and under deliver. Um, as you know, that's just what I've seen other projects do. We are not a rug. We are in this long term. And luckily, you know, in the, the five years I've been a business owner for my escape room, I've made some incredible connections that make a, I guess we're, we're kind of alluding to a platform now um, that I'm going to talk about virtual spell struck in a second since that's my pinned tweet. But basically, um, we in our endless puzzles pledge, not just through the escapades uh, that we're developing, but uh, we're, we're creating an expansive platform or a, a platform of expansive content. That's how we're trying to word it right now. Uh, basically, to create expansive content for other NFT communities. So you don't necessarily have to buy an NFT, but it's going to be able to provide expansive entertainment to your communities. And I say that because they're not going to all be virtual escape rooms, uh, but they're going to be varied in their types of puzzle experiences to give you quality puzzle experience. One of which that we're, broad, we're showcasing now is Virtual Spellstruck. So this is an award-winning virtual escape room that is in my pinned tweet that basically um, we are looking for 10 communities. We're, we're up to one, two, three, four, five right now um, are on the books. So we have five more communities that we're offering to entertain your community for free. And we can, uh, up to 100 players, basically, will come into your Discord. 
It's traditionally played over Zoom, but um, another one of our collabs, they're like, why not do Discord voice chat? That'd be awesome. So we realized we can do that. But basically, we can host this virtual escape experience. It's an award-winning, back at the height of the pandemic, escape room owners around the world fought to survive. And so we adapted. We went virtual. And out of over 500 that were reviewed, uh, my virtual spell struck won one of 20 awards given out for best overall remote escape room. And so it is it is award winning. It was a big honor to receive that. And I've made it degen friendly to have so we can entertain communities. And we plan to be the premier puzzle destination in the metaverse. And we want to entertain all communities um, just with quality content that's better than not to knock on Gartic or Royal Rumble or Royal Rumble Royale. I haven't played it yet. I know Danny, Danny does game night on Saturdays and we get, we get a big following for those on, on the weekend, but um, it's something different and that's what we want to offer. And it's something that we can do now. And we plan on offering more experiences in the future. Um, We just wanted to see, you know, the interest. And so far there has been interest for sure. Um, And so we're excited to do that. So if anyone, if there are any other founders in here who are interested, um, it's completely free, up to 100 players in your community. Um, We just set that event. I am doing Zoom calls all the time now to give demos if you're interested. So just DM me at my Escape First Twitter, and I would love to get connected. So, but that is to, you know, we're we're a real business, business mindset. When people ask, what's your plan? What are you going to do after Mint? Mint is just the beginning. And I plan on having as successful of a Web3 business as without COVID. We're still here. So we survived. We're obviously doing well, but a brick and mortar business. So that is, that is what we're here. We are here to stay and entertain and puzzle and be awesome. I um, love it. You're going to make my it. brain turn. Yeah, we are definitely here for it. Um, I have a few communities in mind. I will be reaching out to you personally, Christine. It, Yeah, yeah, we'll talk privately. Um, but I don't expect those slots to remain open for long. I know you're doing something special that we have a lot planned for with Lot 22. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can see. I, I see you, sister. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say no more. Yeah, It's a beautiful yeah. segue, and thank you so much for your service, too, Drill Sergeant. Thank you, thank you. And yes, I know definitely talk about Lot 22 because I've been loving that. Excellent segue. But yes, I, I'm i not the scary stuff, Sergeant. I'm sure there are more. I was just Air Force. So people are like, ah, are you a flight attendant? When the Air Force is the, are the smart ones. I love it. Exactly. I, lived in, I lived in Hawaii. So we had all four military bases on there. We know exactly how it goes down. So um, <laughs> thank you again for your service. And this is a good segue because, you know, when we, we, we talked about Crazy Madam Mistress, I'm going to, I'm going to like, do something a little different, right? Because we want to mention our our relationship with military finance. They are a community dedicated to impacting veterans and first responders through DeFi de- donations. Uh, cr- they're currently trading on both Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain, and they are a DAO. So that empowers their community with a voice to decide where that money goes with full transparency and power of the blockchain. They're about to launch their staking, which is integrated with Chainlink technology. And they have recently announced that they're going to showcase the Lot 22 project, where 22% of the mint proceeds will go to helping veterans in need. Now, if you want to know more about Lot 22, 
They are a true charity project dedicated to providing skills and resources to veterans and holders to enrich and better their lives. In a nutshell, Lot 22 is geared towards teaching veterans how to create art, music, animation, and get them compensated via blockchain technology. And we partner, they've partnered with Voodoo Labs and Blockchain Buds to give holders creative education and metaverse entertainment. So... If you, during the reset of the room, went up into the Jumbotron and minted your crazy ape, I want you to change your profile pic because at the end of today's show, we're going to be picking one of you guys to get whitelisted for the Lot 22 Mint. Um, so you'll have to get into their Twitter and get them, you know, follow them for more information to come. But once that mint comes, the advantage is is that when you get into that whitelist, you're actually going to get a lower price on the mint. So that price for you, if you're whitelisted, is going to be 0.12 Ethereum. And if you are publicly minting, then it's 0.22. Now, what happens if you can't win your whitelist today? Well, because Military Finance is going to be showcasing them, they have 40 whitelist spots over there in their Telegram. So if you are one of the first 40 military token holders, it doesn't matter if it's Ethereum or Binance Smart Chain, just hold some of your token, go into there, look for Crypto Mike, and tell him that you want to get whitelisted for this mint, and he will put you on the list if you're one of the first 40 holders over there so lots of opportunity to get involved help some veterans but show me your crazy apes because mistress piss is very pissed that i have minted silvers so yes. let's 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 irritate her yes we're not going to talk about my 10 wallets um okay. I have 50, by the way <laughs> i have 50 by the way um we're not going to talk about that but yeah let's talk about the 10 wallets that i have six minted on each where i have tons of blacks Tons of white, tons of green, not one silver or gold. Keep on going. Keep going. <laughs> on both chains. Let me just say that, right? Let's just say that. And Carmen goes, oh, I'm going to mint one today. Oh, guess what I got? I got a gold. I got two silvers. <laughs> yeah, and, and Noor. Did I tell you, Noor? I, I walked, so I spent half an hour walking Noor through how to mint. And she goes, well, I don't see it. I said, oh, well, connect your wallet here. You'll see it. It should appear. And she goes, oh, is that gold frame something special? I was like, goodbye. And I just hung up the phone on her. <laughs> I was so mad. Paul failed. So mad. Paul ended. I know. I know. Nine wallets later. <laughs> Nine wallets later. We'll try again with the tent one. Maybe okay, I'll get lucky Bob. I know, I know. Hey, um, look, I'm ready. I'm ready for our next guest because I'm like super excited about this. I've been playing around on their website for a hot minute now, and I'm I'm excited about this. And we got another queen coming up to stage today. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, on on the panel today, we also have the creative ones. These are actually people, guys. They are an NFT community of people who believe in the power of creativity and want to do good. Our focus is representing and spreading creative infrastructure to communities of youth in high conflict areas through their partnership with nonprofit entities. Now, they have um, they have an amazing website. Are we gonna? Let's post something on the Jumbotron. I want everybody to follow this. And we have the founder here, right? That's you. Laura, is that you, Creative Ones? Hello, hello. Um, how's it going? We're Where's having a Laura blast. Here? For some reason, she's not showing up on stage for me. Is she on the stage? I was looking for her. I thought maybe she was going to be here today. Let's see. Yeah, I, I got a request. 
she was she was in here earlier but then i think she had a 130 call so she had to pop off but hello everyone i'm ashley and i am the other founder um and thank you for that intro carmen i'm super excited to be here and yeah tell you more about the projects also i need to say like i love escape rooms like they're literally my favorite thing ever to do uh with friends so i'm definitely interested in the escape first i'm definitely gonna check you guys out after because yeah I, I love escape rooms. They're literally my favorite fa pastime activity. So it's yeah, I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's addicting. Um, so Ashley, how? I mean, let's talk about you. We we love to find out who the founders are. How did the idea come come to be? Because you guys are doing some really great things, and I want to really highlight all of that. Yeah, totally, totally. So I'll, I'll tell you a bit about like kind of our story and, and how we get started, as well as a bit about me and yeah, how I entered Web three. Um, so actually, I was not originally a founder of this project. I initially just joined uh, part time on like the community slash marketing side of things. Uh, and I only kind of stepped up as founder leader on uh, when I just like, yeah, I, I vibed with it so much that it kind of went from part time to being a full time thing. Um, and from that point on, Laura was kind of like, hey, uh, do you want to be a co-founder? And I was like, yeah, I do. Uh, I want to make this more part of my life. So here I am now uh, co-founding this awesome NFT project. So um, yeah, I'll tell you a bit more about it. So it started, we actually started a long time ago, which is funny because like, we are only really coming out now with who we are. Um, because when we came together, we basically were, um, like Laura had been an impact strategist for over 10 years. Uh, and she worked with this nonprofit called Art Helps for a while, uh, for a bit over four years. And, um, earlier this year when the war broke out in Ukraine, uh, they had to pull out of um, their head, their location there. Um, and they began like shuttling families from uh, the Ukraine into Germany. Uh, and that's around when our team came together. And it was really Laura as the visionary. She was like, I want to see how we can experiment with NFTs as kind of this way to drive positive impact. Um, like, how could we use them to almost create this shared value between like community members and the holders uh, and also communities in need? So this it kind of started as this experiment, I will say, where we were going under the name Actually People. We're like, OK, we know we want to do good in the world. We don't really know who we are that much yet. Um, and it was only like through the exploration of working with that nonprofit that we really became who we are today. So, yeah, I'll share a bit more about who they are and that whole process. Um, so yeah, our partner nonprofit is called Art Helps uh, and they're based out of Germany. And basically what they are is a group of artists uh, who came together and wanted to use creativity as a force for good. Um, so they do really, really, really interesting work. So typically when you think of um, people in high conflict areas uh, like refugee camps and stuff, uh, usually the focus is really on first aid. So like getting the basics like food, water um, and stuff like that in first aid. But really what, what their area is, is kind of that second aid. So what happens after you've given people kind of the basic necessities? So the way they kind of deliver this second aid uh, is art. So they give art through therapy um, to the kids in, in the youth in these areas. Uh, so sometimes that's flying um, an artist to lead workshops. Uh, sometimes it's bringing in creative supplies and just, yeah, having kids create what, whatever they like. But it's really just, yeah, about giving them access to this creative infrastructure um, and, and being able to do that. So yeah, now back to, I guess, where I was saying where, where we kind of started out and where our art actually started, um, was earlier this year, they had, um, had to basically close down their operations in the Ukraine. Um, and they'd been shuttling families over, uh, and when they got there, they basically were setting them up with, with, uh, host families in Germany. 
uh, but they were struggling just to purchase like the very basics. So like food, um, first aid supplies. And that's when we decided to come together. Uh, and before even launching our NFTs, we said, okay, we're going to launch an Indiegogo, uh, help them just purchase the very basics and raise money uh, for that. So we ended up uh, gathering our community and they raised, uh, they funded us with enough money to feed over 350 families, which was just so awesome. And we were so happy to to see that support even so early on before we had any artwork um, or any vision of really what the utility of this project would be. Uh, it was great to see see our, our community come and, and stand up and do that. Um, so yeah, they, they got a lot of spots and actually from there, uh, Laura, who, who now I see in the call, hi Laura. Um, so her and her life partner, Frankie, who's also on our team, had flown out um, to Germany, to Art Helps headquarters, uh, where they had just shuttled in basically a bunch of families. And they also had youth from other areas um, like Iraq and other places. Um, and yeah, she went there and led basically a creative workshop for the youth there, um, gave them basically the lore of these characters. Um, and basically the exercise was to go around in this new environment they had just arrived in. Um, go around like to on the streets and forests and just pick up things uh, that were in their surroundings. And then they came back to the, the art like headquarters there, um, art helps headquarters there. And they constructed basically art from that um, according to like the story or this lore that we gave them. Uh, and what's super interesting about our art is that we actually had two concept artists take the kids drawings that they created there um, and basically create concept art out of that. And lastly, we had our award-winning um, animator Dan G's uh, put everything together, color them in, animate them, or not animate them, sorry, like put the final touches on them. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of the art you see today that's in our profile picture. Uh, and also if you, after this faces, if you head to the, the pinned post in our bio, you can kind of see a YouTube video uh, that explains a bit of that co-creation co process and how the art was created. Um, and yeah, so basically uh, that's kind of how our art was created. And now I'll speak a bit about like who we are today after like many months of, of this journey of discovering like, okay, um, we, we know that impact was kind of like at the core of what we wanted to do. Uh, but we also really wanted to be like a, a way to give value to our community members. Like we wanted to challenge kind of that initial uh, or the, the typical philanthropic relationship where it's like, you're just giving and you're not really getting um, anything returned. So we wanted to create this like win-win, I guess, between our community um, and between uh, the art helps not the end, like their communities. Um, so yeah, basically what, what we are now is, um, the creative ones we've rebranded from actually people, uh, into this name, uh, and we are a storytelling project. So every single creative one reflects your unique individual creative spark. Um, they're all hand-drawn characters. Um, and basically through our minting process, you'll follow this choose your own adventure story, uh, answer a couple of questions and you will discover, uh, through that minting process, which unique creative one you are. Um, and yeah, the lore will, will play out in that way. So it's awesome. Like you get to buy this, um, uh, discover your personal character, um, your personal creative one. Uh, and in the process, you're also supporting Art Helps um, in funding their first ever physical creative hub. Uh, so that's something we're super excited about. Like typically the way they operate is they pick up and go from like place to place. Um, and they've never really had this like permanent physical space uh, where the, the people there or the communities there could get this like sense of um, permanency um, that that comes with that. So we're super excited. We're working with them to fund their first ever physical hub. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a place where youth can go to create uh, whenever they like and and have that as an outlet available to them. Uh, so it's either going to be built in Ukraine or in uh, Iraq. We're still figuring out the details with them. But basically, uh, the funds from our Mint will go towards our helps in, in pursuing that initiative. 
Um, and yeah, and giving you, uh, we're still figuring out the exact details of what we want this to be, but having some physical manifestation as well of your creative one, just because the artwork is so beautiful. Um, so we'd love to give people also a physical manifestation as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit about us. Um, Laura, I see you're in here. If you want to add anything, please feel free to, to come up. But yeah, it, let me know if you guys have any questions. And yeah, sorry, I talked really fast. So I hope you ever caught that. <laughs> it is all good, Queen. I just felt like this was another New Yorker. Can I just say that? <laughs> I'm from Toronto, but hey, you're from Toronto. New York. That, that's the thing, right? Straight up, New Yorkers, they go, you guys talk so fast. Um, yeah, I followed along. I was in that zone with you, so no apologies are necessary. Just give me the hot and heavy as I need it. And I absolutely, can I just say, Nelson, and I think you're feeling me on this, right, brother? When we talk about um, what do you do with profit, social responsibility, matching the two, um, bridging that, like your money going to help such a great cause, but you're gaining benefit from it as well, which changes the way on how people contribute towards charity and great causes, right? I absolutely love that your project is bridging that. Great plan yeah. of it. It's very, very important to, you know, asset management throughout the project is very good. And, you know, knowing how much to give, you know, as far as whether or not you're doing giveaways or charities and things like that. It also, um, you know, makes sure that funds are allocated correctly for those things and marketing. And there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into it. I actually have recently, um, hired a uh, uh, an actual accountant he's actually a cpa to assist me on any um, project management needs that have uh, those type of needs and things like that for allocating funds because it can be very hectic and sometimes difficult to determine where money should go and how much so yeah definitely and i think you raised an interesting point there about almost like the transparency of it um and that's why like we're super like transparent about everything we do, like we're going to make it clear what percentage of kind of our mint is going towards um, the nonprofit. And also like in terms of distributing it to like different things. So we're actually going to leave that kind of in their hands mostly um, seeing like whether they want to like dedicate a, maybe a certain portion of it, just like leading workshops and not necessarily entirely going towards the hub. So we're kind of like leaving it up to them to see like where, where kind of they need the funds the most. Um, but like the project that we've been talking to them about and kind of is like the main goal um, yeah, uh, of this project is to fund that that creative hub and, and have their first ever physical space where people can go, um, which I'm super, super excited about. It's been awesome, like getting to work on it um, and getting to like meet the people that are interested in it, too. Like, I think we just because like I think we're like different um, in the sense of like, I think people when they think of us don't think about making profit, even though I think that is still very much a potential like you can buy this and, and sell it at a higher price in the future. I think that because people don't initially think of that when they think of us, um, it allows us to almost attract a crowd that is more like, I, I feel like everyone I meet who's part of our discord is really like invested in the mission and they love it. And that, and that's why they're here. Um, so yeah, it, it's great to, to, yeah, be able to be around that and to meet people like that. Um, and yeah, and just, I, that's what I love about web three and NFT projects. It's like, they're each almost like their own like city or their own like community that is just so distinct or niche to people with some certain interest. Um, so yeah, I, I love that about the space and I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, and bridging that as well and see that's where people, I think um, we have to distinguish that that value, right? So when I say, um, you know, the power of profit, because here, here's the truth, you've got a great project, you've got great art, and art is a utility. It is the first utility on the blockchain, but here's the key to that, right? Um, I can write a check and send it to some 
value um, that comes off of um, the contribution tax-wise, right? Um, but what does that really give me? If there's nothing left, what am I going to do? Take a look at the check after, right? There's no... There's Um, when you marry it with a project where not only are you investing and watching a project build and grow, but there's also something coming back after. It is that give back that I've always been a fan of. And it's great to know, Nelson, that your company understands that there are projects that are NFT for good, NFT for change, um, that are dedicated to creating and building and providing an avenue for those less fortunate, and that your company is also part of that and understanding the power of the blockchain to impact people's lives. And bringing on an accountant that can help these projects that come to you for marketing, you can say, hey, if part of your project is charity-based, let's manage that for you as well, right? Let's make sure that those funds are going where they're supposed to be going, and let's have some transparency with it so that we are able to stand with integrity and say, hey, this is what we're doing. And that's why I love Lot 22's relationship with military finance um, because they were heavily vetted, right? And it's like, hey, I, I want to be a part of this project. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to give back. But man, I don't want to spend days, weeks trying to vet the right people to send this money to and then expect to, you know, be able to go back to my holders and go, oh, well, we send them a check. What they do with it afterwards? You know, who knows, Right. Um, and that's why I love the relationship with Law 22 and military finance. But, Nelson, I'm going to tell you, any project comes to me with charity, I'll be knocking on your door, brother, because I don't want that time. I don't want to invest that time, but I want the safety and security of knowing that we've got a trusted partner that will take, take, take care of that. Exactly. Now, math is hard. Toilet <laughs> <laughs> paper math is harder, Nelson. Uh I'd be in the toilet paper aisle being like 36 mega rolls, uh, but these are 12 over here and, and the multiplication tables get too complex. Oh man, you don't even want to see me at the grocery store. My wife hates it. I literally go around with like my calculator and I'm like, nah, this one's like more per ounce. Screw this one. I'm going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dude. <laughs> D5, baby. And yet we're like, you know, I'll take that. I'll take the ape. Hey, it's uh, a I'll bear market right already. now. It's a bear market. We got to make sure. Yeah. We got to take our fiat and be careful so we can be gen out in this space. I love exactly. it. I love it. But um, Ashley, let me tell you, like when I go and, and look at projects, I love going down the rabbit hole. And there's just things that like make me feel good when there's a social impact facet to a project, right? To actually help other people. So when I took a look at Art Helps, like their merch store is super fly. Like they got wooden bows, guys, like and their their hoodies and everything are super cool. And I'm a glasses. I love sunglasses. So I was checking them out. And that was one of the takeaways. I was like, oh, this is pretty dope. Um, well set up project. Project. And thank you so much for coming and for sharing it with us. You'll definitely be invited back anytime there's an update. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for having me. And I'll, I just will say any of the merch you buy on the Art Helps website actually supports their, their nonprofit and their operations and, and gives them, yeah, fuel to help more people. So if you like something on there, definitely go get it. Um, yeah. But yeah. That Amazing. 365 hoodie is pretty dope. I, lo I love right? things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. we've, yeah. got, we've got your, your information in our, our Telegram as well. So, um, and it's in your bio. People can click on there. 
um, even visit us after because we upload these episodes to the podcast as well, where I provide the link directly to each of the projects so that people can come in, they can do their own due diligence. And if they'd like to be part of the community, they can join that way as well. Um, and this is why we host the space the way we do, um, finding out the people behind the project so that people are able to make um, an informed decision on what's best for them. It's not that five minute shell where you come up, you talk about the project and then you're scrambling going, what did she say? Did you hear that? What's going on now? Um, what, there's a whitelist? Um, let me just say right now, I don't care. I, you guys can send me all the hate mail you want. Um, escape verse, I need that whitelist. I'm just saying, I need that whitelist. Creative ones, I need that whitelist. Yeah. Yes, I am. You you already know. You all, Why you act like you don't know me, right? Um, yeah, this is why Carmen never lets me handle any finances, and I'm always hitting up my buddy going, you got ETH? Because Carmen won't let me have any money. Um, you yeah. got ETH? Because I need to mend this, and I need to mend that. What's the value? None. I just like it. <laughs> I can't run you on the DAP and tell the developer, can you do a decline message on Mr. Sid's wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen. Never going to happen. I do want to say that, um, and I'm kind of going to put her on the spot a little bit here, Carmen. Um, Jane Jetson down there, um, sitting very quietly, um, is a vet herself. And I am so stoked, so happy, so super, super, super excited to bring her on as community manager for Lot 22. Um so hi Jane. <laughs> She's gonna come. Hey later. Jane. Hi Jane. <laughs> I love it. You know, you know why I, you know why I get involved with all the military um, tokens and projects in this space because I'm a daughter of a wounded warrior and I absolutely love vets. I used to work on military bases in retail when I lived out in Hawaii, and so they're just something that 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 I will never be able to shake off, right? And so I love meeting people in this space that share that same passion. So thanks for calling that out, Mistress, because I need to know who's who in the zoo. You know we love who's who in the zoo. Danny, I see That's you right. stalking me. I see you stalking me, Danny. Well, okay, let's be honest. I stay, I stalk Danny first. That's Danny's CIO. I show up everywhere he is. So I don't know if he's stalking me or I'm stalking him. It could go either way at this point. Um, I don't know how you stalk so many people and you don't leave the house. I'm just, you, you, you one of those people. Mascals. Do you have any idea how many devices I have and what they're connected to? Shall we start with the AirPlay from the iPad on the 65-inch upstairs and on the iPhone connected downstairs, the Mac, the iPad, the two Androids, and the tablet? Okay, I've got room to stalk. And That's almost worse than your 10 wallets. This well, is out of hand. The one that I still can't find where I put the cake in? <laughs> I don't even know. don't even know. Yeah, but. we're never going to talk about these these tokens and all these projects that are sitting in wallets that I have no idea where they're at. Some you hey, I'm in handy. That's a great idea. There's <laughs> a great idea, guys. Please develop an app that I can connect my wallets to and tell me where all my tokens are, especially the ones that are staked. See, that's my problem. I staked the cake. The it's expired. It's been like months. And I bought it when it was like 93 cents or something, and it's trading at $4 now. And I can't find where I, what wallet I staked it with. You know, um, I had an idea <laughs> last night while I was riding in a car. I'm like, you know, we should make a we should make a parody video and pretend like we're 10 years out, you know, in Web3 and get on as an interviewer and just like talk about all this craziness that we're going through. We're like, I don't know where I see phrases. I don't oh, know yeah. where I put those tokens. Yeah, I have I no I access. 
and I know I'm rich. I can finally <laughs> hire my butler named Charles if I could just find the wallet or the seed phrase. You're yeah, crazy. <laughs> hey, I'm super excited about the next person that we're bringing up to stage because we got cows, guys. Twister is like my you favorite movie. Right. You never what? do it right. What a move, fam. What a move. What a move. Move, fam. What a move. Here we go. You know, Twister, Twister is my, like, by far one of my favorite movies. I can watch it over and over again. And my favorite line from there is, we got cows. And every time I think of pocket cows, I think that that should be your tagline. But guys, let me tell you about pocket cows. Pocket cows is a collection of 10,000 delightful, cute cows living on the Ethereum blockchain. Their vision is to create a family-friendly friendly, uh, brand that can be enjoyed by everyone across both the physical and digital worlds. Pocket cows are universally loved characters that fosters kindness and brings joy to the world through passive Ethereum for life. Now, holders of pocket cows will have fun. They'll have a cute piece of art, plus access to exclusive video games that can pay you as you play. Additionally, they offer an exclusive way to accumulate Ethereum passively for life, y'all. Welcome to the show, Pocket Cows. What's on everyone appreciate you having me on love that you're here man (laughs) how did you do that cow sound though oh i did mine vocally what soundboard why is everybody talking about this soundboard i don't got one you got it no man it's the bullshit i'm pissed bottom bottom right the the little wand if i touch the wand it will it'll rug me every single time 100 percent of the time i get rugged every time i touch that wand i don't want to touch it <laughs> okay. So I Wait, we have wands? Yeah, no, 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 we don't. You don't, Carmen. you nope, no, you don't. Oh no. What is this Hogwarts? Am I not in? Yep. Now I remembered why I was never going to mention the wand. Yes, there's no wand, Carmen. Um that's <laughs> I don't know what these guys are talking about. There is no wand. Oh, There's no. a legit reason why I'm not introducing <laughs> Carmen to the wand. But let me do some shilling for Pocket Cask. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Nelson, you know how we talked about integrity, potential value, and adding things to Web3 versus coming in and taking away? I hope your company takes a look at Pocket Cow. And I hope at some point I hear that you guys are getting together um, because I'm just uh, the structure, the technicality behind it, the innovation. Um, that's why we had them on last because it's a little bit complicated to understand how you gain from it. Um, but I, I would be super stoked if you made that relationship happen. I'm just saying, there we go. So I'm gonna shut up now. I love it, man. Definitely. And, um, uh, you know, us as a whole, you know, we're very open to innovative people and, uh, people that really see the intrinsic value that we share and understand that this is more, not individually, but for the bigger picture of like not only us, but the space and the culture and where we stare headed from this point on, you know, so absolutely the, you know, the, you know, the door is well wide open, you know, and the invitation is right there to be a part of this family and become uh, make us more of your home base as well. And whatever endeavors that we share, we definitely will correlate that and share that with you as well and all of our family. So um, as El Toro, I am the founder. You know, and a lot of you guys already know my position in this play. With the Pocket Cows, you know, uh, I created the conceptual designs, the utility base behind it. And uh, 
first and foremost, you know, we strived very hard for a year to uh, on the back end developing this. You know, uh, we created a game and it's still in development. We didn't realize how long it was going to take to build a game or how expensive it would be on company dollars. But we understood that it was needed to be done in this manner because we were sick and tired of like being let down and supporting so many other projects that, you know, kind of put a carrot on a stick and never delivered even a working product. So we wanted to take it there. And it was kind of like our own way to start competing and contending in this space because we treat it like a sport in a lot of ways. You know, we're very hungry and we wanted to make a, a statement for ourselves being the first to do certain unique things. So, you know, every cow that you see is a character in our game. You have access to our game as immediately as you play in this beta form. And our community as a collective, you know, it's been a team effort developing this, the feedback, um, spotting bugs, any malicious wear, but you know, successfully, if any device that has the internet in the screen, you can play it right now as soon as you obtain a cow. Uh, you know, when it came to Web3 in this game scene, you know, we keep hearing the buzzwords of play to earn, play to earn. And we thought that concept of like playing a game and earning was a beautiful thing to reference. But we realized that it only works in those certain metrics of token tokenomics and bull markets, you know, unfortunately leading to like a Ponzi in a lot of sense. So what we did was we challenged that model, based it with a new model, play to win. Play to win, I really like this value of it because not only is it more sustainable, but it shows transparency and it shows faith, good faith from the uh, from the team itself by putting his own money back into the company. You know, we reserve a thousand cows and we place those uh, cows in the same wallet that deployed the contract so that everyone can monitor those cows and see what's going on. And in return, we allow our community to compete on a weekly basis to get to the number one spot on our leaderboard. And if that person is you, you earn a free pocket cow. Now, for to the naked eye at first in this space, it may not be identified of what you can do with this, but we treat this cow as the Bitcoin in our in-house economy. You know, the capabilities of this cow and what we're building on it is just limitless and we open it and very and create it very flexible in that mannerism so that being so people can pretty much find themselves in service to their positions in our in-house economy you know uh by the play to win model you know a one cow per week reserving a thousand cows that's a thousand weeks that's over 20 years that's already building a 20-year span of a model off of one single video game our first game and just introducing and opening a way to add more values of other things that can be earned that's more sustainable and other revenues of shares and purchases that can be created within that model alone. But from that point on, what you can do once you earn a cow or when you own a cow is you can use our second working product. Now, this is where the model becomes a hybrid and touching more of the pinpoints of past references of cryptocurrency. You know, when we talk about decentralized finance. You know, we saw a lot of a lot of projects come and go because they were not built in a sustainable manner. And we just took our experience through navigating through the DeFi space and implemented in a non-fungible token for a lot of reasons. You know, first and foremost, you know, we don't plan on challenging centralized banking. We want to stay compliant within the SEC. We don't want to reinvent money. We want to stay and remain non-fungible. So what we did instead is from... And using our second product, which is named the pasture, what we did was introduce a deflationary model. Now, 
a deflationary model, all that means is just we added a burn mechanism into our smart contract or in lamest terms, a retirement home for these cows. All you're doing is just retiring this cow. And once you retire, this cow it is noted on chain that you were the last rightful owner of that cow. No one else would be ever able to own that cow, purchase that cow whatsoever. It's sending, you're pretty much sending it to the abyss to graze on Ethereum forever. But that point on, how it's sold on secondary sales, whether you own that cow or not, it does not matter. Anytime a cow in our entire collection is sold on secondary sales, you get a portion of that transaction in Ethereum for life. So what you're doing is you're permanently binding your wallet or in a sense, we're treating our community as founders. And by retiring a portion of your shares of our company, which is in the form of cows, you're permanently binding your wallet to receive a permanent revenue stream of any endeavors that this company creates by adding more utility and then and just keeping a healthy secondary sales on on marketing. But we're giving it to you directly in Ethereum. We're not here to give you a sub layer token. We're not here to introduce another currency. We're just giving you Ethereum because we understand that's what people want. This is a way that how this can be like a more sustainable model. How, where is the money coming from? In a sense, a lot of people, when they talk about staking, you know, the problem with staking is that, you know, the money has to come from market aggregators or initial liquidity. So in a, in a staking model, think of it as a gigantic pool and that everybody's dipping their cup in to get liquidity. You know, if there's a situation where everyone is thirsty and everybody's running to get water, eventually somebody will be left out or somebody won't get exactly what was deserved for them. We realized that model was not sustainable. And what we did was we corrected it. So what we did is in our pasture, once you send one of your cows to the pasture, you are creating your own personal epoch. A epoch, just think of it as a miniature puddle, your own personal pool, your own personal liquidity that is assigned solely to your wallet. So if there is ever that you your Ethereum for 10, 20, 50 years or more. Your Ethereum will be waiting in the pasture for you to claim its rightful owner. We realize this is a more sustainable model. Um, we are not a bank, but we realize that the necessity of financial sovereignty, there are a trustless protocol introduced that guides in us to create this sovereignty and to do a form of an economy. So Terry, you're, you're, you're breaking up a little bit. Um... And I'm I'm sorry I don't want to interrupt your 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 mind wave right, but um and and this is one of the things that um I really wanted to have your project on last so so we can really get in and have people ask questions if um if they wanted to right um a big part of this space has to do with innovation has to do with onboarding but it also has to do with keeping it simple stupid right um. Because it's difficult for people to grasp the concept of marrying um, financial freedom with the blockchain. They just don't see it. It's difficult for them to understand. And there's some key components that your project did really well, right? Um, first of all, I, I identify with the profile picture. It's fun. It's nostalgic. Um, it's engaging. And then there's the game, right? Um, and... 
coming into this space, when you're putting out a project, a big part of it has to be thinking about that new investor, that newbie that doesn't understand how this space operates, right? Um, what am I doing with this, with this profile picture? So I buy it because I like it, right? Okay, so now that I own it, it's my entry, it's my golden ticket to several other features. Um, and in your Discord, the way you've broken that down, um, one of your community members did a flowchart as well that to me was one of the simplest ways I have ever seen the blockchain explained. Um, and it makes perfect sense. So here are the things that I already know. Um, there's a game, right? So it's a, it's, it's a game. Oh, so I can play a game. Okay, I get that. Um, oh, it's not a play to earn. It's a play to win. I like that thinking, right? That tells me that I'm winning something every time I'm engaging, right? That there's some benefit to me as I engage, right? Um, and the time that you told me that it took to build and the cost for that, right? That tells a lot about the project that you're really fully invested in it. Um, so now that I've owned the pocket cow and we've talked about the pasture and I understand that if I choose to retire my cow to forever graze in that heavenly pasture, right? That I get something back and I'm not getting something back because it's being staked because if I stake it, I have to share that pool of money allocated for staking with everyone else. Um, in this case, if I retire my cow to graze, I get my own little pool, right? My own little swimming pool of money that fills up with Ethereum over time. And I can claim that. The beauty of what I like about that idea is that you said five years, 20 years, 50 years from now. I want people to remember how young the blockchain really is. Um, and, and what they're talking about doing and pushing forward in this space. Uh, and this is not financial advice. I'm simply saying that I'm taking a look at a roadmap of a project that is thinking long term. That's the key to success for me individually, thinking long term, right? So I invest now and I sit and I wait and I see how the market develops and I see what goes on. And my expected value is to just continue to increase over time. So we get that part of it, right? I burn my cow for, for you know, when it's an NFT, it's considered burning, uh, meaning that it can never be bought again. It can never be sold. Absolutely off the blockchain, it's gone, but it's registered to your wallet address. And therefore, that wallet address becomes your key, your cup to dip from that little pool that that wallet is tied to, right? So we get those parts of it coming in. What I want to ask you is, what the hell were you smoking? How high were you? Where can I buy it to sit there and think up this ingenious freaking ass plan? That's what I want to know, El Toro. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, it came from, uh, you know, I was going through a rough patch in life. You know, I had a lot of adversities. I spent 10 years advocating for the space. I was, uh, when we first started in this space back in 2012, it was just like, you know, they were calling us crypto hippies, you know, like, you know, like funny money guys and stuff like that, you know. So it was just kind of crazy to convince people to put their money into something they couldn't like actually hold. And, um, you know, going through the space, my ups and downs and, um, you know, uh, dealing with like depression that's like going through my family. I have was coming off of like an 11 day tweak. Um, I, you know, I didn't go to sleep. I wasn't eating. I wasn't bathing. I wasn't, you know, I was just staying awake and, um, I was just going over, I was going through the scope of my life and I was like, you know, 
this world I was just saying like this world is very evil this world this world is very cold it's not meant for people of the poor the people of the weak to actually be safe sovereign they're, they're here to be served as slaves or be sacrificed for ulterior motive that's designed by a small few and I felt that uh you know when I when I first got into this space and the whole concept of decentralization I was thinking that this was a second chance for people of color to be able to boom economically you know to regain what was what was stolen from them for so long but as I began to to go down this tunnel I started realizing there was uh <clears throat> just as much wickedness in this space and oppression in this space as uh web 2 and um I just felt at that moment, I was just super paranoid. And I was just like, I just felt at that moment that like, if you were to do something righteous in this space, you will probably be killed. And I was like, you know what? Somebody has to do it. So I told myself and I told Josiah that we were going to build something that even if we die, that it will still be able to stand the test of time and it will remind people that have kept us enslaved and have done us so dirty for so many years that we are still here. And not only that we are still here, we flourish the new wave of purity and transparency in this space. So the only way to do that is by using the power of the blockchain, by leaving everything on chain. Don't rely on humans to perform any actions, but put it in a trustless manner where you no longer have to trust me, where I'm locked out of the situation, where I can't compromise it and you can't compromise it. So all we can do is just rely on the underlying technology to perform efficiently and effectively, you know. So that's where that came from. And, um, you know, um, my professor in economics in college, he helped me a lot in the basics of like what it what it takes to build an economy. And, you know, it, it all went back on building an economy on on a scarce asset. You know, that's how you can uh, preserve through even economical booms is by having something of tangible value still being economically trade for goods and services, even in the hardships of well, of a barren wasteland. You know, so and that's a whole nother conversation. You know, he had his arguments about cryptocurrency. He doesn't he didn't believe in it. You know, he's obviously changed his mind over the years. But, uh, you know, taking those principal steps and just trying to uh, and and honestly, all the lessons in this space of like, all the failed projects, all the mistakes and all the maliciousness. I just figured like, you know, the game is is right for the taking if you just do something that's legitimate that could just stand on his own. You know, it's not that hard if you have morals intact. You know, the the skill sets, you know, they come with time, you know, learning solidity. You know, we're solidity based. We've been studying, we took a section of this year um to study Russ and substrate more to like, you know, one day revisit the topic of building a bridge or what we like to call teleport of digital assets on layer ones. But, you know, we took the time to just learn solidity and like this is where it came to be. You know, that's just where my mind was. I didn't you know, at the time, I didn't think it would flourish like this, but, you know, no, we understand now that this project is much bigger than we thought it would be and much bigger than us personally. You know, we built something that can be a safe haven throughout the years and that will scale, you know, as this collection will shrink in size and will go up in value. And, you know, this is just the first two working products out of nine. That's what I was talking about. And that, that too is the key, right? It's to really give people an idea of what's behind it. Um, coming from the BIPOC community myself, right? I understand the importance of onboarding in this space and I am a firm believer in level playing field and access to all. 
that becomes a different conversation when you struggle for just the basic necessities, right? Um, you know, I, there was always this conversation about, oh, you're lazy. <laughs> you can't be lazy if you are uh, putting in the work just to feed your family, just to put a roof over your head. Um, it can't be a conversation about, well, you don't spell your money well. Dude, I ain't got no money to spend well. Right. I mean, you know, it's having these open and transparent conversations and saying, hey, I come from a place of hardship. I understand that struggle and my give back to this world. My legacy that I want to leave behind is to impact someone else's life in a positive manner. If I can help to teach a man how to fish, that's what I want to do. I don't want to give a man a fish because he can feed a village. Right. Um, so whenever I hear you talk about pocket cows, for me, um, I un already understand the investment value, but that's not why I bought in, right? Um, I want people to understand the team behind it. Everything is in-house, the game development, um, you know, uh, even the marketing strategy is all about that community and how you build and grow together. And that's what I like about it too. That's what people, I think, don't fully grasp when you are building and creating. It's different from marketing a product. When you are building and creating, you think long-term and you think about how um, your team has to pivot, how your team has to continue to innovate and learn um, as new emerging technology comes out to continue to provide the value to those who bought into your idea early. Um, and so it's no surprise to me that you're telling me now, hey, you know, it, it, it wasn't just hey, I got an idea, let's go do this um, and build that sustainable model, which, by the way, is, is, is so important when you're talking about a revenue share or passive income, right? It has to be sustainable. It is one of the reasons why it's difficult for so many projects to remain successful with a passive income model or a revenue share model is the sustainability. And the way you've broken it down, the intricate parts of your project um, being nine phases out only on phase two of it, um, it just says that it has a lot of potential. But much more than that, it is the social impact that you personally want to make is being able to teach a man how to fish so he can feed a village versus giving a man a fish. And I applaud you, brother. You know that. I applaud you. Exactly. I appreciate that. And it's like, you know, it's time for our people to be more financial literate. It's time for the common man and woman to really stand together and unite and live outside of the system that we are all subjected to, but had no say in creating, you know, and this is the way that we do it. We have to, we have to work amongst each other. You know, we have to advocate amongst each other. You know, people say it's a building season, but it's like you have to build towards something. You just can't say it. You got to do it. You know, these are crucial times in, our, in this timeline. This will shape out generations beyond us, you know, what we do now. And it's like we have to strive for better, at least leave it a bit better than what we were born into. If we can do that, we did our job. It's out of our hands at that point. And I'm just feeling that, uh, you know, us as a community, we're doing our part. You know, we're standing for something. We understood it was going to be a longer route, a harder route. But this is what happens when you do the right thing in this space. You know, we're not just on quick overnight success. We're the real deal. It takes time to scale. Bitcoin took a long time. It went from 11 cent, guys. You know, this takes a long time, especially when you're doing something with technology that's not even massively adopted. So you're introducing something that's never been done. And then on top of that, you're doing it with technology that's no, it's not even on the commercial scale yet. You know, so 
you know, I'm just honored to be alongside such uh, great people that identify and understand the concepts and what we're doing. And, you know, it's like I can't even take any credit. It's just bigger than us at this point. This is like an obligation to see it through. And even if we can't for some odd reason are no longer around the project where it stands. That's why we did the first working to utilities. The project where it stands is already sustainable as long as the community is around. And that's who is the most important. That's who drive should drive the com the project is the community. You know, that's what we're doing. You know, instead of doing private acquisitions of or like offering equity to VCs, you know, we're giving solely the ownership to those that own these cows. You know, it's only such right. a powerful it's message, man. I mean, like, thank you for not giving up because so many people who take a leadership position, we have fallen on our face in this space so many times. We have scars, we have wounds, we have people that are on our Game of Thrones Aria list of people we're going to come back and like shove it in their face to say, all you had to do was do it right with a good heart. Right. And, and a lot of us who have found ourselves in leadership positions on teams have felt so much motivation to do so because we were scarred, because we were scammed, because we had team members that were inauthentic and lacked even the most foundational bit of integrity to do the right thing. And they were taking people's money without putting in the work and putting in a vision to be sustainable and, and have longevity in this space. So thank you for not giving up. That goes to every single leader who's still hustling out there, trying to make sure that, you know, we're taking the burden of educating fun projects like this teach people how smart contracts are able to be used right now. They teach them to take a look at the different facets of, of how they can earn, and it gets them that muscle memory of what to look for and what works and what doesn't work. And so that's a powerful thing that you're developing, and you're developing it with the right mindset and the right heart behind it. And that's what we do. We have to stick together as leaders to build that resource you know, co uh, collaboration, because there's so much going on in the space that when you put your head down and you try to do what's best for your community, you can get kind of like so focused that you don't get to see all the other things that are happening. So it's also part of our responsibility to connect with each other and figure out what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, oh my gosh, I've never heard of that. Maybe I want to bring that into my project or, you know, this is how we're operating right now. So collaboration is truly what's going to lead to success. So again, thank you for not giving up. Keep on doing what you're doing because it's really powerful to the space. Bless fun. And I pinned up top. I already went ahead and minted my pocket cow. Wow. <laughs> well, 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 bang, Nelson. I was going to ask you because I, I, I think this is where you and I are kindred spirits, right, for seeing something new in this space because sometimes we get a little bit jaded. And I was going to put you on the, on the spot and say, um, you know, what are your thoughts? What do you think it's bringing new? I like the, the onboarding process because it has the entertainment value. Um, and I like that it's family friendly. And let's be frank, man. Mrs. Moonshine is the hottest cow out there. Uh, I'll be frank with you, Nelson. She's just the hottest cow out there. <laughs> I, I, I love what they're doing, honestly. These uh, projects that have, you know, all, all of the, um, you know, the, the whole community working together. I see a bunch of you guys in here right now. It's awesome seeing that, you know, and the positivity that is um, coming straight from El Toro there. I mean, it, all it's going to take for this project to succeed is just um, consistency and, you know, not giving up. 
You know what I mean? Just keep with it. Keep pushing at it. Um, no matter what, you'll mint out eventually. 10,000 is a lot of NFTs, but if you guys keep on delivering on your promises, I love your website, by the way. I went and looked at it. It's built on React. That's you know a very strong thing to um, be pushing these days because most websites are just built on either Word- WordPress or Wix or some other you know drag and drop. So it's, it's good to see an actual... Uh, website built on who's breathing so heavy right now it's like so it's weird my bread my, my not it not it i'm like is jason behind me right now i'm like i'm gonna get stabbed but <laughs> but dude I, I i think that your project sounds great man it's it's really cool it just means you know obviously you just got to get out there in front of more eyes um you know and show the reason to buy into it the reason to hold it and that's great you've already done that you know, you've already established reasons to hold, reasons to buy. You know, you get access to the games, you get access to the play to earn, you get access to the passive income options. So, uh, I mean, it's in my opinion, it's a great NFT to own. I I own hundreds of NFTs. I'm terrible at selling them. So, just because I bought one, don't expect it to moon because that's probably not going to happen. But <laughs> I love supporting people that are that are pushing hard in the space and um, doing the right things. So. Uh, more power to you guys, and I, I wish you guys the best success. Appreciate yeah, you. and I didn't, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. No, 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 no you're fine. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm totally uh, cool with it. <laughs> definitely a fan of yours and and what you're building and the things that you're involved in. Um, and you know, these are these are all small projects because we've we've reached out, we've talked to these founders. We think they bring something new and something amazing to the space. And obviously, a man um, on your level with the businesses that you're involved in. Um, you know, and, and I'll be quite frank, they're getting an opportunity now to talk to a master in this space, um, you know, because you, you don't have time like that, right? And and to, to get that one-on-one insight, um, particularly with the companies that you own and the things that you're involved in to say, hey, you know, I like what you're doing. It's novel. It's a great idea. You keep building. Um, that's great feedback to hear, right? Um, and, and this is how we build, to be quite frank. Um, this is not a show for your company. Um, this is simply to say, here's a valued opinion that's given from an honest standpoint. And that's what I really want the Queen's platform to always be about, to be able to bring people into these spaces, to be able to bring industry leaders that talk from a genuine standpoint to say, hey, um, you know, this is how you can improve. This is how we build. This is how we come together and showcase the best of what we can be. Because outside of this little cryptoverse bubble, there's so much diversity. There's so much going on. There's so much just coming at you on such a negative level. Just want to do my little part to bring strong energetic communities together to put something positive, um, just a little light in the darkness on a day-to-day basis. Um, and it does help. And I'll tell you, Oturo, from a parent who um, really struggles with a child with depression um, and suicidal tendencies, um, I got to tell you, last month was um, Suicide Prevention Month. Um, the fact that you got up, the fact that you was able to make it through that 30 second, that one minute, that five minute, that one hour, that 24 hours, that one day, that one week, that one month, that one year is impressive. Um, and it's probably why we bond so strongly, right? Um, you know there's a reason why you just have to get up and push forward because somewhere out there, there's a life waiting to be impacted by you. Um, and you are important in the grand scheme of things. We are exactly where we need it to be. Validation, um, the universe just gives it to you. No matter what you believe in, um, 
you know, there is a grand master plan. And we are here for a reason, pushing forward and bringing great things to this space um, in a way that I'm really, really proud to be a part of. Appreciate you so much. And blessings to y'all. You know, like, this is, uh, like I said before, a very crucial moment where we're fighting for control of this space and, like, for the, for the freedom and the ownership to, to go to those that really, truly need it. So I appreciate the, you know, letting me know the confirmation that we are on the right path and we're doing the right things. And uh, we won't let you down. You know, um, I'm a student of the game. I'm always learning from Queen. Like, Mistress always blessing me with game. Carmen, I'm all ears. Nelson, you know, like, we, I want to win for y'all. I want us to win together. So whatever I can do to provide those. So, you know, I, I can't say thank you enough. Um, yeah, welcome to the herd. Ooh, I love it. No, man, I, I used to have a whole herd of cows behind my house, actually, when I lived in Washington State. We had Scottish Highlands, so, man, I, lo I love the cows. They taste great. <laughs> I want a wand. I want Facts. a soundboard, mistress. Facts. This is no some bullshit. You, There's no soundboard for you, Carmen. There's no I want a soundboard. For you. Yeah, no, no, no soundboard for you, Carmen. Not happening. Oh. Nelson. Oh. Rap, yes. <laughs> Please, tell Carmen. I'm going to Google on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one either. It is pissing me off. I would do the same I'm thing she would do, probably. <laughs> with a mega soundboard. You know what? I can't with you too. It's I know. been such a pleasure today, Nelson. I love the mix up. I, I gotta tell you. Um, I, I, and and let's be frank here. I have a little bit of a fangirl crush, right? Um, let's be fair though, Nelson. She didn't give you a professional photo. Just FYI. When what do you mean? Dropped, okay, when she dropped it in the Queens of Crypto team chat, bro, let me just say them tattoos look good on you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. So you need to be asking her how she's promoting you in spaces so people can get to know you. All I can say is I was like, well, God, diggity damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like now to have a soundboard no what a wonderful episode number two first off like i want to high five you know nelson mistress all the speakers that we had on like thank you to christina to ashley to el toro for coming up and showing us what you're passionate about and all the bright moves that you're making in this space we're so proud of what you're doing and it is an honor for us to introduce you to our audience but more so thank you to every single person who showed up today from episode one to episode two we are growing and we hope we hope we hope that you are loving what we're throwing down because we're just honestly bringing in our friends y'all we've worked and degen so hard in this space that we know some people and we need, want to give them flowers we want to show show them off and and what better way to do it than to just hang out with some friends in a space and throw down some good information i have left i have cried and i have had some fun and i have learned um, from all that we have gone through today so thank you to every single one of you for showing up and if you can 
can, just be back here next time. We do this on Thursdays at the same time. Sometimes like today, we go overtime because we are vibing out. But we thank you and we come from a place of gratitude first because if it's not for every single one of you, we can't be sitting here with pajamas and toddlers and the need for a badass soundboard. But thank you, Mistress. Thank you, Nelson. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, El Torio, and all the move fam. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Definitely, definitely. Um, Nelson picked our outro. I'm just trying to figure out how to get it from the iPhone to the iPad so I can play it. So bear with me, Carmen. You can fill up. That's below. like you going from Ethereum iPhone. over to Binance, man. This is... <laughs> that I could do in a heartbeat, right? That I could do in a heartbeat. <laughs> so I think I have to send. Um, wait, let me see if I can Google it. Let me see if I can Google it. So oh, you, you could, oh, this, this is what you can do. You could talk about um, see me and, and, and Nifty Muslim and that other stuff. Give me two minutes. She puts me to work. Yes, real sergeant. Guys, you know, we have five projects that Mistress and I specifically work with. And so one of them is Simi. She is one of the founders. I am one of the PR communicators for that project. But if you haven't heard about them before, definitely click the link on the on the Jumbotron, go down the rabbit hole, find out how hard it is that these guys are going to have a great mission of impact for those that are allies or who are neurodivergent. So these are people with maybe ADHD, Tourette's, schizophrenia, and their NFT project is so motivating to me. It was one of the passion projects that helped me cross the line from cryptocurrency queen into NFT sphere. And so for that, here's what you need to know. They're trying to impact the neurodivergent community by creating an NFT project that really gives back passive income. Now, I have personally designed a jewelry collection for this project that is done, and we're about to release what that looks like in real life. And on top of that, they've also um, authored a children's book that's specifically for neurodivergent children. The in real life products such as the book and the jewelry line help create profit. And from that profit, holders of the Genesis NFT collection actually get passive income from that while we help support and educate and socially impact the neurodivergent community. What's really cool about the art is that you do see a paper bag as a face, so similar to like those puzzle faces that we saw over at the Skate First but the, the, the meaning behind it is that sometimes we have to mask ourselves in order to hide who we are. And for the neurodivergent community, some of them see their uh, condition as a disability, which is just not fair. It's just a, a variant of how the mind works. And we want to create an inclusive environment for all of that community, plus their allies, which means their friends, their family, the people that matter most to them, how they want to come in and support that community as well. So definitely check them out. Um, the art itself was actually created by Glyph Sputnik, who also did the cover art for Wu-Tang Clan, and he is a schizophrenic um, himself. So it's vibrant, it's got color, it's got meaning behind it, and it's super solid. He is an NFT and, an, and a true artist at heart. Um, so it was really powerful the way that the founders brought this project together to help impact that community and give back to those to support them. Well, damn, Carmen, I couldn't have done that any better. <laughs> that was amazing. I've got it queued up. Um, help me pronounce his last name, Nelson. Is it Mino? Minio. 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 Listen, listen. Right. Um, 
don't ask me to spell champagne because it ain't spelled like how it sounds. So there we go. Um, but I am I, I am a fan of music and I, I am so happy to take us out with such a positive vibe. We've had such a great community today. Thank you all very much for joining. So let's sit back and enjoy. This was Nelson's selection. Give him that dick back. Like, take that, take that, take that, take that. I'ma put in work. I'ma do that ASAP. Throw my faith in rap. But it say, don't say that, huh? What I'ma turn down for? Feel like Shaq and Napo. Breaking glass in that black boat. I like Kobe and Toronto, huh? Dropping 81. Yo, I dropped the 88. Ricky Bobby, shake and bake. Sleeping on it, should have stayed awake, huh? Everybody make mistakes like VJs. Run, say my name is Minio. Say it with me, Minio. Okay, great.
Carmen, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're straight up fired. You're, you're fired. Like, like I'm oh, not playing you with you. Have, you still look at the soundboard. Anymore. You cannot do the playlist anymore. That's you can't it. tell me you don't like by the depth. You can't tell me that that has been on okay. repeat for the last yes. week. By the dip, it, yes, I've, I've played it every day. Okay. This is okay. about to be my new wake up jam. Like you not understanding me on this vibe. You are not understanding me on this vibe. Nelson, shit rolls downhill, and you're fired too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nelson. Uh, okay, so so I'm subscribing here. Is that is that him? Reach Records. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, I am feeling that. I'm feeling yeah, that. you got to see him live in concert too. It's it's a hype fest, man. It's crazy. Dude, I want to make <laughs> that freaking video on NFT. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> that video is, I, I got to find a way to pin this, man. Danny's in the audience, and and we know who he knows, and we're 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 begging and pleading for in, um, a queen the crypto jam, and so Danny, you know this is our vibe, right? So you taking notes. <laughs> he better be taking notes. <laughs> better be taking notes. <laughs> better be taking notes. Oh my God, Jane is gonna kill me. Um, I actually have a meeting. I'm I'm late. I'm late. <laughs> well, you can you can leave. Hold on. We brought up we brought up one speaker. Um, who who did a request to come up, Sunny? Sunny, I'm late for my meeting with with Broadway all day. <laughs> I am a fan of Sunny. Let me just tell you guys this right now. Um, I will I will steal Sunny from any project he's on. I am a fan of Sunny. I stalk him too. I'm Sunny, you're hired. <laughs> oh man, appreciate the love. Yeah, I just came to say what up. Show love. You already know. That's good. Are you enjoying the craziness? Because it's yeah, been yeah. it's been a roller coaster today, man. I was in the space yesterday. Um, had some really good conversations. I was enjoying it, and uh, came up to speak. Didn't get a chance to say hello, but I had to come in say hello today and see how you guys are all doing. Show love, and you already know. Yeah, the space was amazing yesterday. That was some really good value. So, good stuff. Awesome. Thanks for the feedback, man. Thanks for taking stage. You know, we had to calm mistress down somehow because she's here over here hiring and firing people. And late to a meeting. But with that being said, thank you again to everybody who showed up today. We'll be here again next Thursday. Nelson, much love to you. Ashley, Christina, El Toro, you showed up today. But we'll see you guys again next time. Much love. Peace out.